This is row one, seat one. Well, this is nice. When did we start doing this? Nobody told me about this. I thought everything sucked now. Do you have a car? You got COVID? It's over. COVID said, oh, I see you having a good season. It'd be a shame if I... I knocked over the microphone for those listening and not watching the video. Like, I think Sean could pull off the hair. I think he could definitely pull off the yeah, hair. Not the color. But not the color or the thickness. Maybe the thickness. All of Cam's passes from this past game at Buffalo, nothing was, was further than 20 yards down the field. Everything was 19 yards and below. Why? What? I've never shot heroin before, but I can probably figure it out. <laughs> I've seen the people that do, and they're not that bright. Blah, blah. Oh, yes, Sean. We are back, baby. We are back. Heron. Heron. Heron? Is it Heron? Her- 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 I got her- that from... Uh, Heroine? What was that show I used to watch on um, Netflix that actually said Heron, and I never forgot it? Uh, your guess is good. Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, my God, dude. The, the first that, that the show first, was hilarious. Yes. Like she was locked in the bunker, right? It was yes, from yes, the yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, she yeah. comes out and like she takes the apartment, and the woman's like, "Oh, do you have any Haran?" <laughs> I think my wife maybe watched that I, with her. D- yeah, it was great. It came out years ago. And they already stopped it, but it's gonna I, be like ten, eight years ago now. I've never heard anyone ask for heroin as Haran, and I just I never forgot that. And I was like, "That's the way I'm gonna say it from now on." Haran. Haran. Also, heroin. Also, I've been I watch like if anybody knows me, I watch old like wrestling promos and shit like that. And I've been just like this rabbit hole of watching Scott Steiner shit and how he just fucks up promos. <laughs> so he can't say sympathy. He just says symphy. Symphy. Go, he goes. He goes. I ain't got no symphy for him. He puts the wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. No, he just forgets tons of letters. <laughs> it's just symphy. All right. So welcome everybody. Row one, seat one. Joey Fats Radio. I am your host, Joey Fats. With me as always, Mr. Sean Betancourt in the building tonight. The two of us. We are here. We got an absolutely loaded radio program for you here tonight. Tons of shit. Not as loaded as my Los Angeles Lakers, but we will get into that shortly. We are going to have the Lakers. We got some NFL training camp. We got, uh, uh, obviously, we will go all in on NBA free agency. Uh, We've got some... Sean's going to take a little, a small victory lap here in the wee, wee days of August pertaining to one Carson Wentz. Girl... And the Indianapolis Colts. I only uh, made two predictions at the end of last year in this offseason. Two! And they were both about some crack-ass quarterbacks. One's already come true. And it's not even a wish. It's just it's a prediction. True. It was It was a prediction. I only need three more months for the other one to prove true. Just three. I don't, I don't need the whole season. I know it. In my bones, I can feel that Josh Allen's going to be a failure this year. I can feel it in my bones. You need Stephon Diggs to get tweaked or hurt just a little bit. Just a little bit. Or one offensive lineman to get hurt, and it puts more pressure on Josh Allen, and then it's going to be like a fucking deck of cards just crumbles down. Absolutely. That's just my guess. I could be 100% wrong. If I am wrong about Josh Allen, I've said it many times, and I will say it again. I will eat my own words. I will eat them, and I will say, yes, I was wrong. I don't think I am. I have a strong feeling he is 100% going to crap the bed, and that was a one-off year last year because that's just my opinion. But Carson Wentz, gone already. Carson Wentz, and not only Carson Wentz. Their best offensive lineman. The number six overall pick, Quentin Quentin Nelson. Nelson. Oh, my God. Hey, Quentin, what's up, man? The same injury. 
Same injury, which is creepy in itself uh, that they both have the same injury. But the good news is for both guys, the timetable is anywhere from five to 12 weeks. So Quentin Nelson, he'll be back in five weeks. I almost was going to say I knew you were going to say this. Quentin Nelson, you said I figured you'd say he'll be back in three weeks. He'll be back by week one. He, Carson so, Wentz, I figured you said he'll be back by Christmas. Maybe Christmas. He maybe. might just take the whole year off. Same fuck it. If they bring in Nick Foles, as the rumor is starting to roll out there, that Nick Foles would like to go to the Indianapolis, Big and the Colts, Nick. and the Colts have some interest. If if Nick Foles goes to the Colts, that's a terribly bad hit. First of all, I think Carson we talked Wentz. about this four months ago on this show. We said, "Man, they they acquired Carson Wentz. All they needed was the, to bring in Nick Foles to make him play better." If Nick Foles was on the Indianapolis Colts roster, he doesn't get hurt. Uh, or he does. And it's a mind fuck because he's like, no, I can't escape this shit. And like he's like sitting there, he's like running around, he's like, no. He's like, why is it Nick Foles following in my nightmares? Like, I'm gonna get this team to 13 and one, then get hurt, and then Nick Foles is gonna get him to the championship, and they're gonna build a fucking statue for him outside the building. But to to talk about Quentin Nelson for a second too, Quentin Nelson apparently played this whole last year on, on like a partially broken foot, and he was just like, ah, I'll fix it next year. Yeah, and then yeah, this, he's one of those guys. This whole offseason, he's been like, ah, you know, it's just a, it's, it's uncomfortable, but I can get through it. And then he gets to finally gets to camp, and, you know, Wentz goes down and gets hurt, and he's like, I should probably just tell the trainers, like, my foot's hurting me. And he goes and gets it checked out, and they're like, you have a broken bone in your foot. And he's just like, well. That sucks. He's like, he's like let's just fix it then. Let's just but get I it really out of the do, way now. I really do feel he's going to be like, how long can I get surgery? You can have it today, this morning, Tuesday. He's like, okay, when's the start of the season? September 12th-ish. All right, let's do it. And he'll be back for game one. Probably. I, I almost guarantee he'll be back for game one. Even if his foot is in, like, a metal shoe, which is illegal, he will be back. Highly illegal. Uh, but we'll get into that, so we'll, we'll, we'll touch on that. We'll touch on uh, the Olympics, uh, the U.S. Women's national team is uh, being served a healthy plate of crow right now. Jesus, you lost to uh, Canada. They'd beaten Canada 36 straight times. How do you lose to Canada? I don't know. I mean, did they recruit the uh, under-15, like, FC boys team from Dallas? I have in no Canada? idea. Like, because that's pretty much... I mean, I know that's a pretty solid way to beat the U.S. women's team is just to recruit, like, you know, 13-year-old guys uh, to do it. But nonetheless, neither here nor there. Uh, we'll get into that. We'll get into a couple quarterback battles that are going on right now uh, throughout the NFL training camps. There is, you know, there was a fight in Giants camp. A weird Trevor, one. Trevor Lawrence is hitting Tim Tebow for touchdowns in camp. Uh, will we see a rebirth of Tebus Christ this year? Will he make the 53-man roster? Uh, we got a lot to get into tonight, Sean. So mm-hmm. let's uh, mm-hmm. let's start it right off right here with the NBA because obviously the big news of the week coming out of the NBA was Russell Westbrook. I almost said Wilson. Russell Westbrook <laughs> traded to the Los Angeles Lakers for the 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 lofty sum of uh, what was it, Kyle Kuzma? Was it uh, KCP and a first round pick? It was nothing. I'm sorry, that's a, that's a shit deal. Like they they just, they just wanted to unload Westbrook. They just wanted Westbrook gone, and you know, one man's trash is another man's treasure. And I'm hearing a lot of dissenting opinions about Russ going to L.A. And a lot of people are sitting here trying to tell me that this is a poor fit. It's a bad. Uh, it's not going to work. Uh, the Lakers are going to be shit because of it, and they're, oh, my God, they're getting aging veterans. Or blah, 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 blah. All this nonsense. Ladies and gentlemen, I got really bad news for you. If you are a hater of the Los Angeles Lakers and or a Boston Celtics fan, but then again, I don't want to be redundant. Well, you should hate the Lakers. The Lakers are 
the Lakers have the best big three in the league. The Lakers are going to be the Vegas odds-on favorite to win the title when the season starts in a couple of months. And that was even before all the rest of the moves happened. And that was before we got to today, where just an avalanche of deals happened. Mm-hmm. And among other things, and, and ones that are still rumored to be happening. So, Sean, give me your thoughts on Westbrook to the Lakers and, and what you think about it. So, when this deal first broke, it was Friday? Thursday? Friday night. Friday night. Friday night. I texted you and I said... Like 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock on Friday. I texted you and I think you were at work or whatever the case may be. And I said, I just didn't like this deal for the Lakers because, to me, Westbrook, incredible player. Westbrook on teams, turns the team into shit. He is like an instant, it feels like an instant locker room cancer. Like, he is just like someone who just goes in there and he's like, oh, you have this trash can here? (laughs) And he just starts drama for like no shit, like no goddamn reason. He just like, he comes in and just purposely like messes with the order of things just to do it. Just for shit's sake. Yeah, and he's he's like, I'm going to fuck you up with his high-pitched voice all the time when he threatens to beat people up. Like, I don't... I didn't like the move. I don't think the move was needed. I didn't think you guys needed Westbrook. Is he a great player? Absolutely. See, Do I, I think it works out? I don't know. And I know what you're going to say already, and I'm going to let you say it. I disagree wholeheartedly. I think this move had to happen. I think this was the only move the Lakers needed to make this offseason, and it was the biggest move because, A, it gives you somebody on that team other than AD and LeBron. Look, LeBron's getting older. Yeah. AD is on a pitch count. I mean, yeah. like, listen, I love Anthony Davis. He's not proven to be the most healthy guy 100% how, how of the time. How old is Anthony Davis? I think he's 26, 27. His, he has the body of a 40-year-old NBA player already. He looks like he struggles to walk, which is shocking to me. Like when he first got traded to the Lakers, it's like, Jesus Christ, they're going to have this guy forever. At the end of last season, it felt like he needed crutches to get to the sideline, even when he was healthy. He is 28. He's, he's getting up there in age. He's a, 28 he's a, and a half. He's a tall son bitch. He is, and, and listen, his, his health has been, it's no secret, Anthony Davis, when Anthony Davis is healthy, he's one of the top five best players in the league. When healthy. When healthy. The problem is, is when he's healthy. And that seems to be kind of like an every other year type of thing with him. It feels like he's been running to the ground too often, too young from an early part of the career. Like, his peak, I feel like, was his, like, third year in the league. And that was his peak already. Uh, I disagree. I like think it, I, I think his peak. Well, maybe health wise, I think his peak was last year when he led the Lakers to a title. I mean, let's be real; it, it wasn't just LeBron that brought the title. You know. I'm saying him individually. Him oh, individually. individually. Like, sure, he went. He played with LeBron James, though. Come on. I mean, we can all sit here and shit on LeBron James for like all his things he does. And he's still LeBron make, fucking making, James. Making Space Jam and all sorts of shit. He's still LeBron James. When it comes down to it on the court, he still makes all these ridiculous plays and shots. Mm-hmm. He's still LeBron James. Anthony Davis, still great was not Anthony Davis. He didn't have to be. And that's what helped. Like, LeBron just needs those little bit of extras out of guys to, to get over the top. So that's what brings me to this point about Westbrook being a great signing. Westbrook is a walking triple-double waiting to happen. We all know his history, how many triple-doubles he's notched. He owns every record there is. The guy just, he, he, he brings a mentality to the Lakers that I think they lacked last year. So while you had the skill players in, in Anthony Davis and, and LeBron James, those were your two leaders. Okay. And let's not forget, let's not forget in game three of the of the first round when they were playing the Phoenix Suns, mm-hmm. LeBron was toying with Crowder. The Lakers were toying with the Suns almost as if like they were saying like, ha like, don't forget, we can, we can fuck you up. Like, we're going to beat you. Mm-hmm. 
And then AD goes down, and and and, all, and you had you know, and that was with LeBron at what seventy five percent, eighty percent, maybe. Yeah, LeBron said his new highest percentage he's ever going to be at is eighty percent. No, no matter when he says he's never going to be healthy again. I think he's full of shit. It's it's LeBron because talk. it's LeBron. It's so. LeBron. He's always on page one of every book. Yeah, yeah. He's yeah. always the smartest guy in the room, and he's always the d- most humblest guy in the he's room. Got, He'll tell you that. He's got Ibrahim X Kendi's book, like he's reading right now, and he's like, you know, he's he's, he's like on the table of contents. He's like, wow, this is fascinating. I can't wait for him. This to, man has extreme insight. I can't wait for him to be reading that Stephen Hawking book of like about the black hole concept, and he's like on page one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just like scratching it's just his an, chin. It's just the introduction Ooh. of like who Stephen Hawking is. He's like, wow, wow, this man was in a wheelchair. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. But oh, Westbrook brings a tenacity to the Lakers that they didn't have. You have to remember, <sighs> Le- Westbrook attacks the basket for like no one else in the league. Sure. This, this man, okay. so he's going to take a lot of the load off of AD. Of course. Gasol, a lot of these guys aren't going to have to grab boards because his effort and his energy levels are going to be up there. He's a facilitator. We know that. The guy averages 10 assists a game. He can score at will whenever he wants. Also a big deal for the Lakers because it takes pressure. If nothing else, when you're sitting LeBron or you're sitting AD or you want to sit both of them, you still have a guy that can go out there and make sure that you're in the game, that you're scoring points, getting boards, getting assists, and making the offense function through him. Mm-hmm. There is zero downside to this to Westbrook. The only thing, and everybody says the same thing, well, you can't shoot. So you go out and you sign shooters. That's not... I, they went out and signed Malik Monk. M- M- Monk I like. The, I like Malik this Monk. Who is a shooter, and if the Buddy Heald thing comes, th- comes through... Then forget it, dude. Like, again, there's again, your shooters. You really don't need healed. You also signed Carmelo Anthony. We got Melo. I mean, it's just Dwight Howard's back. <laughs> Dwight Howard. Dude, say what you want about Dwight Howard. I he think, was an integral part of the championship. I last think year. Dwight Howard is back for extracurricular activities off the court. <laughs> I think Dwight Howard has interest in outside he, of stuff. He just he, likes being in the area. He does love those Mona Lisas. Yeah, he likes being in the area. And he's like, you know what? I'm just going to go back to L.A. I don't care if I'm the ninth man off the bench. He just doesn't give a shit. So you're going to have Dwight Howard. So think about it this way. Dwight Howard is in line to get his second ring. Melo's going to get a ring. Oh. Westbrook's going to get a ring. You, you Assu- could, I'm assuming that the Lakers win it next yes, year. No, oh, I, could, I couldn't tell what you were going with I, that. I, I, well, for the it's, people that are listening that might be too dumb to pick up what I'm putting down. It's a load-up year. I, I agree. And they're, again, and they're, and they're loaded, and they're getting younger. They're getting better talent right now. Marcus Gasol is back. Uh, 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 who, who else just re-signed? Uh, sorry, hold on. I, I have it right here. It's uh, They got uh, – sorry, they, they grabbed Trevor Ariza. Mm-hmm. They got Bays, Gasol, Ellington, uh, Nunn. That was a big one. Uh, you've got it doesn't move the needle as much as Monk. I thought Monk was like the like the one of like the hidden gems. Oh, definitely. But 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 none was uh none from Miami was a was a solid pickup, super solid pickup. The NBA has just been insane the last few days for like the it's, the the signings. Like the Bulls went on a rampage, um, signed a bunch the, of guys. The Bulls are all of a sudden contenders in the East. Yes, they are. I mean, I don't think they're good enough to beat. Brooklyn, if they're healthy, but they're certainly in the conversation. Now, I think I'm getting, like, screwed up. Like, who was – hey, Sarah. Um, who was the team – was it the Heat as well also bringing in a bunch of guys as well? Oh, uh, well, the Heat got in Jimmy Butler. They went and grabbed um, – well, The Heat go- has Jimmy Butler. Well, I mean, they re-signed Jimmy Butler. Yes. 
They grabbed ridiculous um, deal, by the way. Way overpaid for Jimmy Butler. I like Jimmy Butler. At I'm, a big, I'm a big Jimmy Butler fan. He's gonna be 36. You're gonna pay him 52 million dollars. Why not? It's the NBA in the new age. I don't think. Look, he is his production still there. He can still produce. So why not? It's the NBA. They print money. I'm gonna do his own gif of him. Like it almost doesn't matter at this point. Like a guy like him, like it just seemed like a massive overpayment. I mean, think about like everybody. Think about what they were talking about giving up for Damian Lillard. He's about thirty-two when the season starts. How is he? How is he still available? Like how has no team traded for him yet? Uh, I think because the, I, I think the uh, yeah, you're right, Destry. Thank you. The, the the point guard from the Raptors, fucking um, uh, Lowry. Was it Lowry? I know someone grabbed Lowry. I'm not sure if it was the Heat or the Bulls. Um, I feel like Toronto just blew it up as well. Toronto said the hell with it. We're done. It seems like the East is now going to be between the Bulls and the, um, what do you call them? The Heat. I don't know. I, I feel like the Bucks are going to fall off. Like, the Bucks. Well, they only we, have two guys. We, really didn't, we really didn't talk about this a whole lot. Uh, Les Lowry. Thank you. Yeah, it was uh, Jimmy Butler. Uh, they got, so they got, uh, yeah, they got, they got, they got Kyle Lowry and P.J. Tucker. P.J. Tucker. Wasn't that the guy that had his girlfriend piss in a cup for him? And he and they found out his girlfriend was pregnant. I don't know. I mean, he just won a championship like six days ago, and now he's on the Miami Heat, so he's got that going for him. No, Tucker was the guy that was going up one. Was going head head up with uh, KD. Remember? Yes. PJ yes. Tucker, the Durantula fucker, and then it didn't actually do anything. And if Durant's big toe wasn't, you know, a half a step over, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. over the over the line, then the, the you know the ah, too bad for Durant. The, they're going care. they're going home. Uh, the Bucks that is, but. Uh, they, yeah, the, so Miami loaded up, Chicago's loading up, but LA right now, you got to be looking at LA. I mean, this right now, you know what this reminds me of in a, in a lot of ways? It reminds me of the 04 Lakers team when they went out and got like Rick Fox, Carl Malone, it's a load Robert, Robert Ory. That didn't work. It didn't work because they ran into the buzzsaw that was the 04 Pistons, which were just the greatest team Listen, ever in, I, in the modern era. I will never shit on any team in any sport for loading up at any point. Because more often than not, it doesn't work out. Honestly, how many times do we see super teams get put together and it doesn't work out depending on whatever the league it is? Like, we uh, can, but, uh, all right, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a page out of Marcus's book right there. Super team is now a banned term on this show. Did I say super team? Yeah. No, fuck that. You know what I mean. I mean, like, putting together, like, all this talent on one team. Because I don't give a shit about creating teams. Because Everyone Mar- creates a team. You're supposed to be creating super teams. Right, That's the exactly, whole goal. Right. The whole point is to create a super team. I, a team that is so good that it wins. It I, played, like, I, played video, I played video games. If I'm having to create a character, my character's going to have 99 all-stats into it. He's going to be like a beast pit bull. It's going to look like... That has speed of 99. It's going to look like Mike Allstott and Mario Williams had a love child, and, and then it's going to play if whatever my, position I want. If my play. running back... I think I had met running back when I had Madden with the creative player. If he didn't break at least nine tackles on one play, I was upset. <laughs> he just juke, spin, juke, spin. If he doesn't break all those tackles, I'm like, this guy's a piece of shit. Fucking trash. Wasted, wasted all my time developing you for what? Why are you six foot five and 299 pounds with 99 speed? 4240. <laughs> you, can, you can outrun D'Angelo Hall for fuck's sake. What is wrong oh with you? Oh my God. But yes, you should put together super teams. I Like, look at the Dodgers right now. The Dodgers go out and say, I don't give a shit. Good. The Dodgers, I, I mean, shit. It was, it, it was, uh, it, 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 the, the baseball trade deadline was, was wild and, uh, Destry to, to correct your uh, your years there, you're way off. It was like 2011, 2012 when the Lakers went and got Nash and Howard. I like Nash. I I always like Nash. I'll never shit on Nash either. Did he even win a ring? No. That sucks. He's like Dan Marino. No, never ass. never even got to the finals. Actually, yes, he did. No, he didn't. He didn't get to the finals one time. Not unless no, I don't think so. 
I'm 99.9% sure he did not because they they ran into San Antonio. Uh, 06 was the year that they lost to the, they beat the Lakers as the Lakers were up 3-1. They came back and won that in the second round. Lost to the Spurs in seven. The Spurs went on to beat the uh, beat the Pistons. Was he ever, was he on a team as like like a bench reserve and like never used in the, in the finals? Uh, no, because they never went and they he never got there with Dallas because Dallas didn't make it. I know not it. Dallas, but I thought like because well, he went from Dallas maybe. to Phoenix. No, he was never there with the Lakers. Not when they were not when they were good. Fuck. He was there the year he went to the playoffs that year. Uh, the year Kobe got hurt. I yeah, believe yeah, he was part I know of that, that. that team when Kobe tore his Achilles. Yeah, he tried, he tried certain, his ass off. And uh, that was it. But no, there was there – was, he's never – no, he's Damn, never he never even made a final. So that's really disappointing. Yeah, let alone win one. He never even made one. At least Chris Paul can say he made one now. So he's got that going for him. Chris Paul's a free agent still. Kawhi's still a free agent. Kawhi's a free agent. Rumor, rumor had it, too, that uh, Russell Westbrook had called Kawhi at the beginning of the offseason two years ago to team up. And Kawhi ignored his phone calls and called Paul George instead. Yeah. So uh, they that's, had – that seems like a true story. Yeah, it does. It doesn't seem that far fetched. <laughs> it'll be funny to see if uh, it'll be funny to see. Well, Shaq left in uh, Destry. Shaq left in two thousand four after the 04 season. That was the that was it. They lost the Pistons, and then Shaq was with the uh, was with the with the Heat in 05. They won in they won in 06. So they had yeah there so that. Um, but anyway, this the Lakers right now are are they're. The odds-on favorite to win it all. I mean, they're putting pieces around him like, yeah, Carmelo Anthony is a shadow of what he used to be. Mm-hmm. But you got Carmelo Anthony coming off the bench. It's a smart basketball player. He can still shoot. He can uh, still play a little bit of defense. Smart basketball player. Oh, he's he's a, very, a veteran basketball player. He's a very, no, he's a very intelligent. He's a very basketball-savvy guy. He, he knows Sometimes. his way around the court. He does. So you give him that. He's, mm, is Sometimes he, not, the, not the best decision-making. He's... Okay, decision-making doesn't mean just because you make a bad decision doesn't mean you didn't know what the right one was, okay? I make decisions every single day, and I know that's the right decision. However, I'm going to take a left here instead of a right because I don't know what's down the left. I know what's on the right. I don't know what's on the left. I think I might like what I see better on the left. I'm just saying. But the Lakers right now are loaded. It's absolutely ridiculous. The only people that – and the people that are more butthurt about this than anybody are the Celtics fans. Oh, because, we should be, though. Because Boston fans right now have to be reeling. I mean reeling when they're oh. looking at the names the Lakers are landing. Straight. And it's like, we can't even land a fucking superstar. Like, Kyrie Irving was the best thing we've had in the last 10 years. And that was – Gord, or Gordon Hayward. We were interested in Jeff Green. We got priced out, quote-unquote, on Jeff Green. He signed a $10 million deal. How the fuck is that priced out? Are we that poor? On Jeff Green. I know, I know we're hard up against the salary cap, and we have all this other bullshit going on. So are on. the Lakers. The Lakers listen, are well, over the, well into the luxury listen, tax now. Do something. Like, like I, I get this year is going to be a punted year. I understand that. But come on. Well, do yeah, something. It's the Danny Ainge way. Do something. Punt, no, Danny, punt. No. Punt, Danny, punt, punt. He's gone. I know. He's a, he's a Utah Jazz. But Brad Stevens is now taking pages out of Danny Ainge's book. Nah, he got rid of Tristan. I mean, Thompson. seriously, we, listen, listen. I listened to I listened for seven years about Danny Ainge and his fucking assets. Seven fucking years I had to hear about his assets. And, did, and didn't me and Keith not tell you on this show that we said last year was the last year? If he didn't do something this offseason, we were both done with him. Oh, yeah, that was the last drop. Yeah, yes, it was. It was. And you guys were only like four years too late, but no, whatever. No, fuck off. We, we made the Eastern Conference Finals three years in a row. We didn't get to the finals, but we made it. I, I can't shit on success. Making the Eastern Conference Finals in the East at the time was still, literally still like made it. all you had to do was show up. Still made it. Still made it. All, all you had to do was show up and not have Ben Simmons on your team, and you were in the finals. Like, 
Everybody knew they were going to lose to LeBron. Everybody knew they weren't going to get there. And then the one time where LeBron was gone, and they were like, oh, we might get the Celtics. Oh, no, here comes Jimmy Butler in the heat, and their zone defense. And like, the Celtics were like, I yeah, that was I bad. I don't know what to do. What do we do? How do we, bad. How do we do this? It was bad. It was awful. It was, it was, it was beyond awful. But uh, look, the, the, the bottom line is, is that all is right in the world. The Lakers are the best team in the league right now. Actually, They're, it's going to be, in all likelihood, Lakers-Nets are going to be the two favorites to make mm, it to the finals. Mm. And if that happens. Who else did the Nets get besides Jeff Green? I think they signed someone else, too. I'd have to go back and check. Okay. I, I, it's been kind of a whirlwind for the NBA for me right now because yeah. I, I, it's there, but I'm like, I'm, mm, I've been back and forth in and out of the NBA uh, because everything's th- for me, everything's thrown off. Like all this stuff that's happening right now, like this should have happened the first week of July. Yeah. In my head. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, whoa, whoa. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. What do you mean the NBA it, like free agents are signing now? I'm like, it's almost train. It's training camps underway. What the fuck are we doing? I'm like this is this is banana land to me. So, hey, since since we've been on air, uh, I'm actually going to send you this picture right now if you can post it. Uh, the Lakers have actually signed another player, and uh, this just goes to show in that they are they're all in for winning the season. Now it might not be like the best free agent available, but um, it's it's still a really good one. Um, the Lakers have signed Airbud. <laughs> That's right. That you look at the starting team right now. I don't know what position Airbud will be playing. But this all but, you know, secures Vegas having them as the odds-on favor. Wouldn't you say, Joey? I mean, he look at him. He's, he's, he's the goodest boy. Such a shiny coat. Those all, floppy all star, ears. All-star on defense. All-star on offense. He can shoot from half court with ease with he's his a, nose. He's, all, he's the all-star goodest boy. I mean, if, if your team is down and you get in that huddle and he just comes in and he goes, Ruff! And just because that one bark, you're like, you know what? I mean, look at, just look at that coat. Look at the tongue. You can see the way he has, like, the Jordan-esque look to him with the tongue hanging out. Um, you know, obviously, he's, he's a little short. But, I mean, his instincts, he's, he's, in fact, probably got the most the best instincts of anybody on the court. Yes, that, that is an amazing signing by the Los Angeles Lakers, who continue to sign player after player by now signing Air Bud. Yeah, we just we just did an Airbud bit. That's we 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 did. Who gives that. a shit? It was funny. We did that. I liked it. It was good. I liked it. I liked it, so it doesn't matter what anybody thinks. Yes, that's exactly how it goes. That's how we do things here on Row One Seat One. Seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. If you want to give us a call, get your thoughts in on the Lakers and their free agent acquisitions and trades. Russell Westbrook, LeBron James, Anthony Davis, are they the best big three in the league? If they are not, who is? We'd love to hear it from you. Uh, give us a call right now. We are live, and you can get at us. Hey, phone so... Uh, double check so, to make sure I turn the phone on. That's, yeah, no problem. Okay. So, uh, moving on from the Lakers, is that what we're doing? Uh, so, the only one thing I did want to touch on with the Lakers is that Dennis Schroeder is still unmoved. He's a restricted free agent with the Lakers, mm-hmm. and that could be the key to the Buddy Heald deal. So okay. uh, that could be one other thing that we have left. I still don't uh, think you need Heald. Like, I get it. I understand why you want an extra scorer. Well, you always want the extra score. But it's like, eh. I mean, listen, it, did we need Westbrook? No, but we no, got you him. No, didn't. I, I'm strongly in the opinion that like Westbrook's actually going to hurt you. That's my opinion, though. Oh, I disagree. I well, obviously we disagree on that wholeheartedly. Oh, I, I, yeah. I, I don't see how a guy who's a walking triple double that can take the pressure off of your best two players in LeBron and AD, who one's getting older and one's already somewhat injury prone, mm. uh, how a guy like Westbrook 
is a negative impact. Because you got to remember, too, Westbrook's never played on a team like this. Whenever Westbrook got in trade, when he was in, you know, OKC after Durant left and he was kind of the guy and Harden left and then he left and he went to Washington and, and, and he was the guy. He's always been the guy. He's always been the best player on the team. Right now he's the third option on the Lakers at best. So you got to remember that that's, that is a difference of AD, AD and LeBron having to play an average of, you know, 32 to 36 minutes a night mm-hmm. or maybe 28 to 32 or maybe, or, or maybe less in some instances because you have a guy like Westbrook who can go in and take over a game by himself. And when you, if you put enough people around him, you know, a monk, a healed, uh, you know, a, a, a Marcus Saul, like, you know, Carmelo Anthony, these play, these guys can, they can play and they can maintain. They're not going to go out. Those guys alone are not going to win you a championship. But when you have LeBron fucking James, LeBron James, let's not forget who we're talking about here. I know Giannis was the MVP, but let's be real. LeBron's the best player in the league until further notice. And then Anthony Davis. And then you throw in, you know, you sprinkle in a little Westbrook. This is a juggernaut, dude. This mm-hmm. team right now is built to compete with the Brooklyn Nets. And I said it to you, and I said it to a couple other people. I think I said it last week on the show. Not one GM in the NBA right it went out this offseason and said, fuck, how are we going to compete with the Milwaukee Bucks? No, not one no. person, no, no one is afraid. Shit, I said at the beginning of the show, I said it's going to be, what? I said it's going to be the Bulls and the Heat in the, in the East this year. Yeah, I don't think, or, or maybe even the Sixers, depending oh, on. Oh, the Nets. I know it's the Nets, but I'm not the Nets, the Nets. The Nets are the best team in the East. They have Kyrie. Kyrie ruins it, just like Westbrook. That, Kyrie and Westbrook, same page in my book. They're just psychos. Well, we'll, we'll find out. because Uber this talented is the, because, psychos. Because Kyrie, well, but Kyrie didn't really get a fair shake with KD and, and Harden this year because everybody was kind of hurt at different times. So I think, because what, what they, they only played, like, what, eight games together? Who the hell knows? At, uh, like at, that was all they played, the three of them. So, Dude, you if, gotta, I, if I'm Durant, I'm like, please get Kyrie off my team. This guy's a psycho. But he's a good basketball player, so who cares? I mean, let's be real. He can pull a page out of Aaron Rodgers' book. He's like, listen, New Jersey is not a vacation destination. People <laughs> coming here to play with me, not coming here to vacation. Okay. A Rod shit all over the Packers and his losses Lo- for it. 20 straight minutes. That was fantastic. And then he did it again the next day too. Good for him. And you know what? He's earned that. And he's leaving. Oh, definitely. 100%. This is, this is not the last dance. This is the last chance. And he just shit all over his uh, uh, Marquez Von, Vontland Scantling, MVS. MVS, whatever, yeah. yeah. Whatever the hell his fucking name is. He's Marquez, like, Von, uh, Mar- Marquise Vontez Scantling, Scantling. Yeah, and he's like the guy they cut from training camp last year, the wide receiver. He's like, you cut him, and he's probably the, the second best guy we have on the team. And that was a shock to me. Like it was, I it goes at least bring it by me, and I can make an argument for why you should keep him over the players we do have. I'm like Jesus. A Rod cut deep. He was going. He was. He went in. And on then the Packers. you can tell he really doesn't like the rest of his wide receiving core after um, Devontae Adams because he be- he basically told them you have to bring back Randall Cobb. Yeah. He basically hates everybody else in that team for wide. Well, receivers. I think I think the the Randall Cobb thing. I don't even think it's so much of a production thing for him. I think it's Comfort. more of a personal. Comfort. Because I think he they let Randall Randall Cobb was one of the guys that they kicked out for no reason. For no reason when he didn't and he didn't want him kicked out. Yep. And then he was like, "What the fuck?" So now he's just making them bring him back just to get him an extra payday and be like, "No, you never should have cut him in the first place. You're bringing him fucking back because I goddamn well said so." And did you see the rest of the players he named? 
He went through like a list of players that were cut by the Green Bay Packers organization that were cut too soon in John his opinion. John Kuhn. Oh, Kuhn. He said Clay Matthews. He went through yep. like a list of like um, – I think he said Charles Woodson at one point. No shit. Was, was like basically let go to go back to the Raiders. And I, he I remember – I remember – yeah, because I remember Chuck going back to Oakland. And I remember that being like kind of like a surprise move. But the Packers, you know, they're known for being frugal and they're known for being, you know, up against it. But – I mean, think about this, too, and, and we'll just shift gears right here to the NFL. Absolutely. Uh, think about this for one quick second, right? You've got the Packers are running Aaron Rodgers out of town. Okay, the Bears can't pull their heads out of their asses for more than two and a half seconds. They're, like, they don't know, they don't know what the fuck they're doing. The Vikings just cut uh, a first-round pick cornerback for allegedly assaulting a woman. Uh, they've got, you know... Kirk Cousins at quarterback. They have and their their offensive coordinator, run game corner, Rick Dennison, is is in and out because you know uh, he was he was out, then he was in because of the COVID vaccine thing. Patrick Peterson is like putting pressure on the team to get vaccinated because you know you're a shitty teammate if you don't, and we forfeit games because of it. Mm-hmm. And you know I know it's a personal choice, and you but, lose, and you lose game checks, right? And he's like, I know it's a personal choice, but it's not. It's not. And uh, and so so the Vikings are a fucking train wreck right now. They're they're an absolute disaster. Could we possibly see the Lions in the next two years be the best team in the NFC North? Sir, no. If Dan Campbell has a good rookie season, because I'm not saying because this year there's no way in hell they win the division this year. No, because Aaron Rodgers is still the Green Bay Packers quarterback. And that team, is but could not they built. finish second? No. Minnesota's a mess. Chicago's a mess. That team has not have a good roster. I know, but the, I feel like the Lions are the team that are benefiting the most from the dysfunction in the NFC North right Joey, now. Joey, they got uh, the Rams, who are loaded with talent on both sides of the ball, mm-hmm. said they needed to get rid of Goff because he wasn't producing. Sent them to a team with worse talent. I agree. I agree. And, I, and I'm not everything. They're I'm, setting that kid up to die. I'm saying everything you're saying is 100% accurate right now. I am not disagreeing with a goddamn thing you just said. All I'm saying is, is that there's a lot of dysfunction in the NFC North right now. And while the Lions might be the worst roster, they might be the only ones with their shit together and on an upward trend. If Dan Campbell. The Vikings are on the way down. I mean, look, the Vikings got one more year and then they're back in the quarterback hunt. Well, they're all, no, they're all fighting already. That that whole team is fighting with each other. The the head coach hates all of his teammates. They're in fighting. Rick Dennison, he's like, "Fuck this, I'm out of here." And they're like, "No, please don't." And then you know you get the owner coming out and saying he's overly concerned with how little players on the Vikings want to get vaccinated. Uh, So you've got all sorts of infighting in Minnesota. Isn't all the quarterbacks don't want to get vaccinated? Like every single one of them. I mean, there's a bunch, and that's but that should be their right. It shouldn't matter. And like, but the NFL has made this an issue. And then they. And do, the NFL do they, is, to, do they have to make them wear those wristbands still? Is that still a thing? Well, yes, because they were out of gold stars, you know. So they make them wear wristbands because that's what the they were like. You know what? Um, the gold star thing, we ran out sometime around 1941. Um, we don't have those anymore, so we got wristbands now. Uh, that's that's a Nazi joke for yes, no, for, for yeah. those of you that don't get it. Um, go look it up. You'll get what I mean. So they're making them wear wristbands. But, yeah, a lot of the guys are just like – they only have to wear them, like, indoors. So when they go out and they practice in front of the public, they don't have to wear them. Yeah, but when they go outside and practice in front of the public, they have to wear a mask, that, which signifies that they're not vaccinated fully. However, I think there's – I think you're going to see some pushback on this. 
And I think you're going to start seeing players not do it. And what are you going to do? Because you can't really... At some point, like, there's going to be some sort of HIPAA violation that's going to get crossed. And the players' union is either going to have to step up and do it, which I don't believe they will. No, they won't. Because the NFLPA is in the pockets of the owners, has been forever, always will be. That'll never change. But as far as, like, the players and in in the, in the vaccine thing, I would 110% fully support a full-on strike by the players to get this changed. Mm -hmm. I would be completely content with not watching a single football game this year if it meant the players, if it meant the NFL players stood up to this bullshit and said, nope, we're not doing this. I I, I don't know. I know that's that's, that's pipe dream and a half. It'll never happen. But just so the NFL players know, I would fully support them in that event. I mean, it's 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 a weird time. This is going to be a weird next three weeks. Um, this past Sunday uh, was the last Sunday without football until next February. It is. Unless, I mean, unless the NFL players decide to strike, which would be fantastic. Well, I don't think that's going to happen. They're not going to do that. I know. But it would be great if they threatened to. So what is it? This Thursday, it's the Bucks versus Cowboys? Uh, you get the Hall of Fame game. I think it's Steelers-Cowboys. Is it Steelers-Cowboys? I thought it was Bucks-Cowboys. Maybe it is Bucks-Cowboys. Hang on. I'll tell, I'll tell you right now. Um, I, I kind of forget. But no one's going to play in that. They're not going to have real guys play in that. They're not taking any goddamn uh, chance. No, because they're the only two teams that have to play four preseason games. Yeah, Cowboys-Steelers. Okay, Cowboys-Steelers. All right, I yep. was wrong. Thursday, August 5th, Cowboys at Steelers is the Hall of Fame game. Uh, and then you've got preseason week one, which kicks off. This Sunday, right? Uh, Thursday, August 12th. So you got next Aug- Thursday? Yeah, August 12th. You've got Patriots, uh, Washington. You've got the Redskins at the Patriots on Thursday night, August 12th. Oh, Steelers yay. at the Eagles. Uh, then you've got uh, Friday, you've got the Titans, Falcons, Bills, Lions, Cowboys, Cards. Saturday, Dolphins, Bears. Sunday, 4 o'clock, NFL Network, Broncos, Vikings. Uh, 7 o'clock, you know, Saints, Ravens, blah, 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 blah. We go all the way down here. The big one I'm looking forward to, though, honestly, is Browns-Jaguars because I am very much looking forward to Sunshine, that beautiful bastard, even though he played for Clemson, throwing touchdowns to my guy, none other than Timothy Richard Tebow, a.k.a. Tebus Christ. Tebow looks like he put on, like, a good 35 pounds. Well, he had to. He's playing tight end now. It's just I'm so impressed by how much goddamn weight he's put on during that whole the whole process. And uh, for some Patriots news to sprinkle in here, I went to Patriots training camp this morning. Yes, yes, please tell us about this. it was the first padded practice that, of the year for the Patriots. And I think it was across the league, too. They were allowed to wear pads today. Did Dons of Hightower well. murder anybody? Not yet. Not that I, I think After they, a whole year of being they off, take. you know, he's just, he just got out there bottled up just like, fuck you. Do you know who looked really good? No bullshit for defense. Hmm. Christian Barrymore, the defensive line. That guy was like a powerhouse and a goddamn half. Okay. And I said it, I think it was two years ago to you, I said, I love uh, Jacoby Myers. Yes. You and he, have, and he, he came out last year. The first year with Brady was nothing. Last year he had his show, and he was the best wide receiver on the team. Not saying much because we had a bad year. Mm. But loved the kid. I thought he looked incredible. Uh, this year, I love Christian Barrymore. He looks like just like such a monster in the, the defensive line. But that's no one cares about defensive talk or offensive line talk. It's all about Cam Newton. How does Cam look? Cam, you know, does he have good days? Does he have bad? The first reports out of camp were he was getting outplayed by Mac Jones. Mac Jones looked crisp. Mac Jones does have a good arm. He looks very accurate. Well, now, he, he, because he is. 
Right, and, and I mean, he shows that with ease. I mean, if, if he has to throw it to a tight spot, he gets it in that back corner of the end zone, like in a tight window, and it's like, I can see why this kid was so successful at Alabama. I can see why they drafted him in the first round. I'm like, okay, he may not have all the, and we've all seen the picture of him winning the national championship, looking like the Pillsbury Doughboy, like no definition, <laughs> blubber with a cigar in his mouth. It looks like the most un, out of shape, like 50-year-old man playing in a beer league type of guy. And he's not the most, he's not the fastest, strongest, biggest arm, any of the tangibles. He's just smart and decisive, and that's all you needed. Cam today threw a 55-yard pass to Nelson Aguilar on the run, and he caught it in the back end zone. For first of all, that was incredible to see Cam throw it, fully padded, no problems, 55 yards, to Nelson, who caught it in the end zone. Unlike, you know, babies, which he would have dropped. So I was I was very impressed by that pass from Cam Newton today. I was just absolutely blown out of the water that he, with ease, just slung it down the field. Well, that's good if, because. Do, if, but are you are we still in the same are we still on the same page where we feel like last year Cam had some sort of injury that was that went either unreported or undiagnosed that that hindered him because we saw a Cam Newton the first three weeks of the season that looked like he was gonna be, he was gonna lead this team to 10, 11 wins, and then. <sighs> I still think he tapered off like two games and then he got COVID and that was it. And then I felt like it was, it was a wrap. He said, and you know, you know what I'll say? I'll say this. I said it to my dad. I think I talked to earlier today too. I said, listen, I said, I, I, I really want Cam to do well. I like Cam Newton on the field today in between plays and practicing. He would run over to kids on the sideline and be like, how's it going? How you doing? Like, just like joking himself, like do like his crazy cam shit, go back to the field and go back to like practicing hardcore. Like, I've seen Brady for like 19 years. Brady never did that. Brady would go like fist bump the kids in the wheelchair, and I sounds fucked up to say, but you know he goes to like that sideline of like special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd, he'd go there and then he'd do like his walk down the sideline end of the camp and sign like 10 autographs and leave. And that was always what Brady did, always ever since like I remember 2003 when he, we first started these training camps. Cam is like very enthusiastic, very engaging with the crowd. Waves to people. People boo him. He's like, he's like, can you do it louder? Like, I can't hear you loud. Like, he's into it. Like, he loves the crowd response. Like, no matter what it is, and like, he pits people against themselves. He's like, yeah, I want to hear this side. He does the whole this side of how loud people are, and he tells them they suck. And then like, he's just like, he's someone I really want to root for. If he's bad again this year, I still like him. It's 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 amazing the 180 I've done on Cam Newton since he's become a Patriot. Like, you would think like Cam Newton, and you know my opinion on Cam, most of his tenure in Cal in Carolina. I was not a Cam Newton fan by any stretch of the imagination. And for, for what I still feel is good reason. All of a sudden, he comes to New England, and I'm like, fuck, I kind of really like this guy. He doesn't, he's not much. He's not a, like, all that bullshit anymore. He, doesn't, like, he still wears all his crazy shit. Which is fine. I don't mind the crazy clothes. Like, that's whatever. Like, I, think, I think that's actually kind of rad, yeah, to be I think, honest. I think Bill told him, like, listen, do whatever the fuck you want. Social media. Put all those crazy characters you want on your. You can pull it off. Yeah, do whatever you want. Just like, just leave that. Smoke them if you got them, like, baby. Like, leave that shit there. Don't be bringing that on the field and doing. That. But Cam, like, when he's on the field, he's very like energetic and and like gets the team going and the guys around him. Like, you know, they do the stretch thing. They they play whatever music. Yeah, yeah. They like, walk it out. Whatever the fuck like that. They're all stretching. I walk Cam, it out. I walk it out. Cam starts dancing. Out, I walk it. Out. And then you literally see the running backs, the wide receivers. They start dancing, and like the defensive backs, they see them do it, so they're doing it. And he gets like the team in like a, a like a very positive rhythm. Yeah, and it's it's and, good. And, and it's, listen, it's good there's, morale. There's something to be said about that. Like having a good team vibe like that. For example, to bring it back to the NBA real quick, 
the year that the, the, the Miami Heat won their first title, 2012, uh, yep. two, yeah, 2012, I re- it hit me when they did the, uh, remember the Wait, Harlem? the Heat? No. Yes, the Heat, remember, in 2012. Wasn't it like 2006 or some shit like that? No, no, I meant the LeBron Heat. Sorry. Oh, okay. Not the Heat, them, not the Heat, the franchise. Yeah, yes, okay, 2006 was with Shaq and Wade. No, I meant the LeBron James Heat. They lost to the Dallas Mavericks the year before, and then remember the Harlem Shake was a huge thing, and everybody oh, was yeah. doing the Harlem Shake yeah. videos, and the Heat released the Harlem Shake video. It was at that moment I said they're going to win the championship, and they're going to win it all because they were they were. They were vibing, they were having fun, they were loose, and they were at the top of their game. And when you put that type of looseness and that type of confidence and you connect it with that type of skill, you're unstoppable. There's no, that, that swag that we can't be beat, we're going to do what we do, and there's nothing you can do about it kind of attitude mm-hmm. – you you can't top you can't touch that. That's an unbeatable combination. That kind of thing is infectious. I'm not saying the Patriots have that skill because it, obviously that's what drives the boat. But that kind of vibe, that kind of attitude, and obviously it's the first week of camp. It's easy as the camp grinds on. Guys get hurt. Things guys fall off. Whatever. Yeah, all the time. Things can get, you know, you can get down. But when you have a leader like that, that can, and even if, maybe it is Cam Newton, who knows? Maybe Cam Newton comes out and wins this job and Mac Jones doesn't play it down all year. I, I, in which case, it would, be a, it would be a great thing for the Patriots because if that's the case, that means the Patriots are a ele- minimum of 11 win team and they're in the playoffs and they're competing at least on divisional weekend. If I'm giving you an unbiased Biased fan, I think we win 13 games. Com- me being completely biased. Okay. I think being a rational, with the talent this roster has and, like, the guys returning, and let's say Cam is healthy. If Cam is healthy, mm-hmm. I think this team easily wins the 11 games. But I think they're 11 and 12 win. But if I'm being the homer in myself and I'm seeing only the positives and none of the negatives, I think, like, 13 games we win. And we win I agree. Division. Now, I that's, really think we pushed Buffalo, That's, why, that's why I had him last year. I mean, I had the Patriots winning the division last year. And, and that was with Cam Newton. Because, I did too. Because when we talked, when we talked. Then he got fucked up. But when we talked to Warren Moon on this program. Oh, he loved it. He loved Cam Newton. He, he spoke loved it. so highly of Cam. And Josh. Again, and again, brings me back to the point where what something happened to Cam Newton last year. Whether, like, like I said, whether it was undiagnosed or it was unreported, I'm not going to, you know. The Patriots have a way of uh, skirting injury reports in the past, as totally, we totally cool very well documented. So do the Buccaneers now. So fuck it, who cares? I, I don't care. I don't. I don't either. I don't. It doesn't fucking matter. I don't need to know your life. I don't give a shit. It doesn't matter. In fact, I think it's a HIPAA violation. But of course, once Vegas gets involved, you know HIPAA violations go out the fucking window. Uh, Vega, Vegas, 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 Vegas tell me the like, goddamn uh, thing. Excuse me. No, we need to know the exact condition of everybody's knees. Uh, on Sunday morning, because we have odds to make, sir. Okay, there are trillions, not billions, trillions at stake here. Mm. Uh, but anyhow, the Patriots. I feel like right now, as as this roster is constructed, they were seven and nine last year, which I feel like was a huge disappointment. They they had the Chiefs on the ropes, you know, in Arrowhead. They should have beat the Broncos. They should have beat the 49ers. Uh, and the, they should the have beat and the Bills. Seattle in Seattle. In Seattle and the, and the Bills. And we fumbled on the last play of the goddamn game to lose it to Buffalo. We could have just kicked the field goal and won, we, and, and Cam fumbled it. Yep. 
Or, that, or no, it would have sent to overtime, I think. I think it would have nah, sent to overtime. Whatever, OT. at least overtime. But, but still, that's but four you're, wins. But, you're, but your point, right, your point. So there's an 11-5 football team. I think that team is still just as good. Look, you still have Bill fucking Belichick running the show there. This isn't like you've got some – it's not like you've got some guy like, – not like you've got like Dan Campbell or Matt LaFleur or, <laughs> or, or, I don't know, Mike, Mike McCarthy at this point. Like, some guy who you're just like, do we fucking know if this team's going to be good? Nope, we don't. Okay. So let's, let's go. Belichick has a 20-year resume of being – Way seven, longer than that. Literally 7-9 is the worst season under Belichick since, what, 2002? 2000 – no, 2000. No, no, I mean since well, I mean since two thousand two. Oh, since two thousand two. No, two thousand two was nine and seven. That was yeah. their worst year ever. Um, and before that, it was the five and eleven two thousand year. And then they went to win the Super Bowl next year. Everyone knows that story. Um, <laughs> let, let me tell you, I've been the biggest hip. I've been the biggest trasher of Josh McDaniels becoming the next head coach of the Patriots whenever Belichick steps down. And I said, I don't want that to happen. Get him out of here, Josh McDaniels. I want to stay on as head coach with. Mac Jones and going forward. I think that is best for Mac Jones and best for the team and best for even Josh McDaniels himself as a head coach. He gets Josh McDaniels today, every step of the way was with Mac Jones, telling him, You need to do this, you need to go there. He throws the ball, you should have done this. Every step of the way, Josh was with Big Mac Jones, and I was like, I love that. Josh McDaniels is getting his opportunity because he always wanted to go to a different team and he wanted to train a new guy and do it his way. I think Mac Jones is his pet project. This is yours. If you want to be the head coach of this team after, you two run it it's after that. It's his pet project, but Bill Belichick handpicked his pet project for him. Yeah, and of let's course, not, and of course, Bill Belichick. Those words. Bill Belichick also his his best friend, basically in coaching, Nick Saban was like, "This kid's pretty goddamn good." Right. And Nick Saban said, "Again, it could just be bullshit," but he said if he had to pick between Tua and Mac, he'd take Mac because Mac was more consistent and and had less. Um, uh, less errors mentally. Yeah, yeah, and, and and you know, and not for nothing. If you're gonna go pro too, like being a lefty, being a short Hawaiian lefty in the league, like it's just look, <laughs> you know, Hawaiian lefty. It doesn't really bode well for you. I'm not saying he, that Tua can't be great, and I'm I'm a huge Pineapple Prince fan. Oh, me. so was I. I, I. I love Tua. Now he's it, in Miami. Screw him. It, but at this point. Do we really? Do we really believe? Do we really, really want to sit there and it, would you hit, hit your wagon, to Tua and his career at this right, right now? I mean, we're, we're talking. Let's let's not forget. Just a couple short months ago, we were talking about Miami being a landing spot for Deshaun Watson, and apparently, and how they still, were still interested. They were all set with with Tua. Yes, they are. So. I think there's truth in that rumor. I think they are already there's, all set with Tua because something something's not going well in Miami. With some of like, and I we have friends that retweet things in the Miami stuff, and I read it. It's all local teams, so I'm reading the stuff, and you know, some of the reporters are like, well, you know, Tua looks good, but then he gets like the yips, and he'll like launch a ball 15 yards over everybody, and everyone's like, where did that come from? What the fuck was that? Right, and that's like that little hiccup that you can't explain, like Cam Newton last year. He'd have those great games, and then one game has the yips, and all of a sudden he's launching balls 10 yards before a guy, 15 yards over a guy. It's like, what the hell am I watching right now? Yeah. Is it mental? Is it physical? Is Tua's hip still blown out? We're never going to know. And that's the thing with Tua, too. He's already coming. He came into the league with a bad injury. You know, coming off of a bad injury. He he came into the league with that. So this is – it's a very, very interesting situation when you really think about it. 
but in terms of you know, how it relates to the Patriots, yes, I think Mac Jones is your guy. I think keeping Belichick and Josh McDaniels exactly where they are to have Mac Jones develop underneath them, I think is going to be a recipe for success. And I think you're probably looking at another 10 to 15 years of the Patriots being a thorn in everybody's balls, meaning they're going to constantly be there. I don't know if Mac Jones is ever going to ascend to, you know, the Brady level of good where you're just, you're, you're in the AC championship game 10 straight years or whatever it was, mm-hmm. you know, eight out of 10 years and, and, and all that kind of shit. But, but I do believe that Mac Jones is the right fit. 774-992-8702. Uh, that's the phone number. If you want to give us a call, chime in on this conversation. Uh, Somebody asked a question in the chat. Uh, who do we think the biggest sleeper team is in the NFL this year? Ooh. Who's being slept on right now the most? I'll tell you. Dallas. Uh, all right. So. Easily. I, 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 I tend to agree with that. You know why? Everyone, everyone sees last year's team without Dak, and they're like, oh, that team's garbage. Like, even if they get Dak back, that team's going to suck. Dak made that team go. We figured it out last year. You need Dak, mm-hmm. and you need uh, Zeke. Get ready together. to suck some deck. <laughs> you need those guys together. And then, I'm going to just keep it real here. C.D. Lamb, my favorite wide receiver project. No offense to your boy in Denver. C.D. Lamb, to me, was the best wide receiver coming out of that draft. And he is showing it this this, uh, this offseason. He is he, tearing it up So in far, the first week of camp, he has made some absurd Absurd plays. catches. Absurd. He I is mean, my sleeper. I don't give a shit. Joey's in like two or three fantasy leagues with me. CeeDee Lamb is the fucking sleeper value wide receiver pick this year. I agree. He is going I, to I think CD Lamb. I, I think CeeDee Lamb is going to be fantastic this year. I think the Cowboys are going to rebound in a huge way. That being said, I think the NFC, that, that is absolutely my sleeper team. The only other team, and I, I, I guess it's tough to call them a sleeper because they were kind of good last year, but Arizona. I think Arizona is a team that people are going to have to watch out for this year. What's up? What's up with the um, the goddamn Chandler Jones stuff? Speaking about Arizona, he wants out of there. Like, there's nobody's business. Yeah, he's like, Pat- he's like, I hate it here. I want out. Well, they just brought in JJ Watt. Now he feels like he's not the man anymore. Even though Chandler Jones has more sacks than anybody in the league since he's been drafted, you know, including JJ Watt, Von Miller, Khalil Mack, you know, among others. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he's still maybe maybe he just feels like he wants out. I don't know. I feel like the Arizona Cardinals are are another uh, are another team that. Everybody's gonna kind of watch out, like kind of just you know be on the lookout for. They were they were good last year, but not great. But I think this year they can really put it together. Did Larry Fitzgerald sign with anybody yet? I think he's resigned with the Cardinals. Are you sure? I think he's one on I a one-year deal. He's still a free agent. He might, maybe he is, maybe he is. Uh, you, I can check for you. Let me see. Hold on, let me check. Let me let me check here. Because I I want to say you're kind of. I thought he resigned with the. Uh, um, Destry, just sorry. Destry throws out Tennessee. Tennessee can't really be a sleeper because they've been contending. They're, I think Tennessee is right now is the favorite to win the AFC South, and I actually had that in my show notes uh, that of stuff I wanted to talk about tonight. I think that in the AFC South, because you're talking, we talked about Carson Wentz and Quentin Nelson. We talked about it earlier in the show. We'll get into it again right now. Carson Wentz out five to twelve weeks with a with a foot injury uh, that will will uh, <laughs> required surgery. Uh, it could be a five to twelve week recovery time, and then you got Quentin Nelson, the All Pro offensive guard, much bigger loss. Go down with the same injury, which really fucking hurts because that guy 
is a fucking monster he's, of a man. He's built like how you would build a Hummer and just park it right. He in front is of the guys. most dominant offensive lineman since Tyron Smith. In Tyron Smith's prime. Tyron Smith was a big ass dude. Is. Still is. No, oh, didn't he lose weight? I mean, listen, man, you can only be 6'5", 290, and you're still a big motherfucker. Hey, who was the guy for the Oakland Raiders? Um, Donald Penn? Was yeah, well, Penn? Donald Penn went from uh, Tampa Bay to the Raiders at one point in one offseason, yes. Uh, maybe I'm thinking, um, no, Lincoln Kennedy. Oh, Link- oh, you're talking back in the early 2000s. Yes. Yeah, Lincoln Kennedy. Jesus. Yeah, monster. And he was just going to loot him. He's like, I need all the 45-pound plates you can get. And the guy at the video was like, ha, 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 ha. And he's like. I'm dead ass serious. Yeah. And he really used every single plate. Well, between him, Larry Allen, Nate Newton, like those are like the three strongest linemen I think of all time. I mean, Larry Allen would just go in and just like bench 500 pounds for reps. Like he with no, he made no big lifting deal. weights look like if you can't do this, like are you even? Yes, a, you're, you are right. Uh, Larry Fitzgerald is still unsigned. That's so strange to me. Like, may, I think it's a him thing. I think he has it in his mind that he only wants to play for one team. And he's not going to sell himself out to go play for anybody else. Yeah, that's true. That could be true. He's that kind of dude. So, in terms of uh, in, in terms of in terms of the AFC South, the Titans. Look, I think the Titans right now. I think the Titans going into the season were the uh, were the favorites to win the AFC South. When you look at the Julio Jones acquisition, Derrick Henry, my chocolate stud pony, you know uh, Ryan Tannehill absolutely killing it at the quarterback position. The defense is Julio. solid. They, they add Julio this offseason. I think that made them the favorites. The Colts I had nipping at their heels prior to these two injuries. I had a lot of faith, still do, in Carson Wentz. I don't want to tell you my Colts record with Carson Wentz at quarterback. Wait, with Carson Wentz? <laughs> with Carson Wentz. With Carson Wentz starting? Yes. What do you think their record is? If he starts all 17 games, what do you think their record is? 0-17. Oh, okay. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Same as the Bills with Josh Allen. No, the, the most losingest. No, no, definitely not. Like, <laughs> like Josh Allen can be a decent quarterback. I just don't think he's like the god everyone pretending him to be after one season. Who's pretending that he's a god though? Joey, I... how many people trashed me last year? I said Josh Allen's overrated. Everyone's like, this man saved six kids from a burning building. And it's like, calm the f that down. Was he's Teddy not Teddy Bruschi. First of all, I know he's 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 become that mantle. <laughs> See, of Buffalo I don't Bills think fans. anybody's overrating Josh Allen. I think people are just witnessing Josh no. Allen progress as a quarterback no, and becoming it's, better. It's the natural BJ that people give to different quarterbacks every year. Two years ago, Lamar Jackson, oh, he can't do anything wrong. And last year, everyone's like, oh, everyone knew he couldn't throw. Five years ago, it was Blake Bortles. <laughs> it's just nonstop with this bullshit. Every year, someone fluffs up another quarterback, and I'm just so sick of it. Like, stop falling for the goddamn same <laughs> gag. I, listen, I, I I know what you're saying, and I and I, I I see that too. I just think Josh Allen is a, is a guy that you know is actually worth your time and and, and your attention. Just just just. A, and I'm shitting on him. He's a Patriots fan. Of all things, look at you. You. You self-hating. I'm unbiased. You self-loathing. I will hate appropriately. You are like one of those self-loathing Hebrews from the, like the, the late 40s. What am I, Peter Griffin? Yeah. Hello, Hebrews and Shebrews. <laughs> he gets beat up. Or you can wear the you know the sign you know into Harlem. You know, oh like, my God, like, from Die Hard. From Die Hard, and he's like, they respected me for it. They made me king of the black people. <laughs> Man, Jesus, that was he, he would be killed. Oh, he was almost killed in the movie too. Well, yeah, if Samuel L. Jackson didn't bail his ass out, he was dead. <laughs> Zeus had to come in and save him. Dude, don't worry about it. I got a gold brick. You'll have it in the car. God damn it! <laughs> yeah. God, I love that fucking movie. Uh, but uh, in terms of uh, other sleeper teams in the league, 
I'm going to throw this one out there because it segues nicely into the next portion that we were going to get into, which is the quarterback battles in camp that are going on right now. Oh, I, Lord. Listen, man, I'm telling you right now, the Denver Broncos are a sleeper team. If per, you have a quarterback, per, sure. Yes, and that is exactly where we're going with this. But per Vaughn Miller's mouth, this secondary is just as good as the 2015 team that had Aqib Tlaib, TJ Ward, Darian Stewart, and Chris Harris. Who was the quarterback of that team? Uh, it would be one Peyton fucking man. I rest my case. The GOAT. Uh, you have, you, you are, your third string quarterback is a wide receiver. Actually, he's our fourth string quarterback. <laughs> nah, that's not good. He was our fourth string quarterback last year because it was, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was Locke. Uh, it was, uh, uh, what's his name? Allen. And then, uh, and then uh, Blake Bortles was, was the third. And then KJ Hamler, which I almost pulled a trigger on an autographed KJ Hamler jersey. The really? other day, it was like 160 bucks, and I almost bought it. You know, and it was in the like it was in the shoe like the shadow box and everything. You know what already, I don't I like, like is that they everyone does these jerseys, but they don't put the patches on them because they can't. And I was like, ah, it ruins it for me. You have the colors, you have the lettering. It, they don't actually put the they can't put the NFL or the patches. So I'm like, ah, it ruins it for me. Like, I can't right, I, I can't pull the trigger if it's if it's if it's autographed by the guy. I don't really care that much, but. Back to my original point, uh, and and I'm glad somebody brought up the Raiders in the chat because the Raiders are are part of this uh, are part of the next uh, the, the they're part of the, the next part of this discussion. Uh, the Teddy Bridgewater Drew Locke quarterback battle right now that is raging. Uh, a lot of people are saying you know Teddy Bridgewater had a big bounce back day yesterday uh, after a really rough Friday. He threw like three interceptions, was checking the ball down like crazy. Meanwhile, Drew Locke's throwing it downfield. Uh, to K.J. Hamler, who is apparently turning a ton of heads uh, as the speedster wide receiver on this team. I was blown away when you drafted him in the second round. I was like, God damn, Jerry Judy and K.J. Hamler? Yeah. I, I was blown away so that draft. You've got Jerry Hamler. You've got uh, – I'm sorry, Jerry Hamler. You've got Jerry <laughs> Judy, K.J. Hamler, Tim Patrick, Cortland Sutton's back off the knee injury, Noah Fant. They've got depth all along that team. The one thing they need is the quarterback. They do. And reports out of out of training camp, and this is according to uh, Kareem Jackson, the safety said. Kareem Hunt. Drew Locke heard the noise. He heard the Aaron Rodgers, the Deshaun Watson, all the talk about those guys. This kind of lines up perfectly for the Broncos, and I will tell you why. If Drew Locke, when Drew Locke goes out and wins this quarterback job, because he's going to beat out Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, let's face it. I mean... It all signs point to he probably should beat out Teddy Bridgewater. If he can't beat out Teddy Bridgewater at this point, what the fuck are we really doing here? And then they should have they should be throwing the house at Houston to get Deshaun Watson on the roster because this guy is not the answer. Drew Locke is going to beat out Teddy Bridgewater. Okay, Teddy Bridgewater is there. He's the exact kind of guy that I thought they should bring in to push Drew Locke. He's good enough to steal the job if you fuck up. But he's not good enough where it's automatically his job when he walks through the door like mm-hmm. a Deshaun Watson would be. Mm-hmm. That being said, this kind of works out because if Drew Locke, this is it. This is the final year of the Drew Locke experiment. If Drew Locke isn't the guy at the end of this year. Guess who's coming next year? Aaron Rodgers. It, it, it almost feels like I need some kind of music to like to like just preeminently like just like start playing like. Every week in Green Bay, when they ask Aaron Rodgers, with or loss, 
Hey, Aaron, so uh, does this wind change your uh, testicular fortitude of changing here and of staying here? And he's going to be like, no, I'm, I'm fucking out of here. Right? And it's, no, I'm fucking gone, and then, bro. And then the inside rumors are he wants to go to Denver, which is going to be like, please, God, don't put Aaron Rodgers in Denver. Because I'm just going to hear it from this asshole for like <laughs> the rest of his like three or four-year career run. I'm going to have a baby quarterback I'm trying to nurse to health to, like, to, have, to come up. I'm like, come on, like Cam's leaving. Like, you got to step up. I can't. <laughs> so whatever. I mean, it's just gonna be. I'm just gonna be like Bart Simpson with the with the pan and the pot. You know, like I bang. am so great. I am so great. That'll be me. It'll be like it'll be it'll be just like the day we signed Peyton Manning. Like on, on one of my memories, I I was scrolling through Facebook and it was like sick. Oh, whatever it was. Uh, eight years ago today or nine years ago today, it was like just watched. Just went from six to midnight watching Peyton Manning throw his first pass as a Denver Bronco. Granted, it was in the preseason against the San Francisco 49ers, but who gives a fuck? I still had a huge chub because I was like, "Oh my god, we 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 love this. This is great." Uh, yeah, Destry. To answer your question, absolutely, they could beat Casey. Listen, like, if you put- Denver's been close to beating Kansas City. Probably out of the last ten games, the last five years. I'd say like six or seven of those games have been one-score games. The only one that was a blowout was at home a mile high in the snow uh, this past year where like Drew Locke was like telegraphing interceptions and they were just returning over touchdowns. But, yeah, they could absolutely beat Casey. I, Kansas City, I don't think outside of Mahomes and, 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 and Kelsey, I don't think Kansas City's that great of a team. I am effing terrified of Aaron Rodgers ending up on the fucking Denver Broncos offense. With the amount of offensive talent it has, I am going to be so f- effing pissed when he signs there next year. And I'm going to be like, God damn it. Because I've been saying, man, that's a good piece. Man, that's a really good piece, too. Damn, that's the tight end I wanted. And then I'm like, son of a bitch. Like, I like all the guys. All the guys that was drafted are guys I highly touted. And I was like, yeah. that's a great play. That's a great play. The only thing that's – I really don't care for the running back. The running back game, I'm like, whatever about. But Denver always figures it out with the running back game. Well, they had. when they At one point, yes. But with I but think if, with if, Melvin Gordon as the go-to guy right now, I think that's a great that's a great thing. And they're running the ball really well right now in camp against the number one defense, against the ones on defense. And uh, the rookie there, the uh, the kid out of what was it? Uh, was not UConn. It was uh, North Carolina. Uh, he's absolutely b- tearing it up. Which kid was that? I think I remember uh, his name. The, the the second or third round pick. I forget what it is. I can't remember his name right now. Off That's the top okay. Of my head. Uh, but the oh, big, the kid that ran for like two thousand yards. Yeah, in college? yeah. Okay. But the big one of the big one of the guys I'm going to say, and this is for my Bronco fans that are listening out there. Keep your eye on fucking Draymond Jones, the defensive end, uh, defensive he's end tackle, uh, defensive lineman uh, out of Ohio State. He's a third year player now. Mm-hmm. Keep your eye on Draymond Jones, dude. This kid is having a really, 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 really fucking good camp so far, and I think if this, if he, if he can, uh, if he can stay healthy through camp, I think he's going to be an impact player come come September. So I, I hope we're wrong. I hope he ends up getting like a crazy Godfather type deal from somebody else because if he ends up on the Broncos, I'm going to be like, God, son. Of a bitch. Just because you're going to have to hear it from me. Yeah, it'll be just so annoying. You're just going to be so pissed. Uh, Staying in the AFC West, though, mm-hmm. there is something I wanted to bring up to you because I had this conversation uh, earlier with one of our listeners, one of our, our good, our loyal listeners, Durant. Uh, he's a regular caller on here, uh, huge Raiders fan, and we were talking. You know, we were just talking, a smidge of a Raiders fan, just a touch, just a touch. Uh, but we were talking about the Raiders, and it kind of brought up a point. It, it brought up a thing, uh, a, you know, a thought to me while we were talking about it, and you know. It came, it came back to uh, Derek Carr. And my thoughts and feelings on this right now, Sean, with, with Derek Carr in relation to the Raiders, 
I'm listening. Is this Derek Carr's last shot in silver and black? Oh, God, yes. Because Absolutely. I, because we've heard the smoke. We've heard the rumors about Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson potentially going to, 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 uh, to, to Vegas, yep. to, to Oakland, to the Raiders. We've heard that, that, that there's tension between, like, Gruden and Carr don't necessarily get along. Gruden and Mike Mayock technically both agree that they don't like Carr. That's another rumor. And if this, if there's, let's say hypothetically, okay, and, and there's a pretty decent chance this happens. If the Raiders miss the playoffs again this year, is this it for Derek Carr? Is, it, he, is he out of town? Likely, because let's think about it. Who is Derek Carr throwing to besides Darren Waller, a tight end? Really nobody. There's your problem. You're setting him up for failure. You have a power horse in the backfield behind him in Josh Jacobs who's going to run through people, and he looks, he looks great. But you can't keep giving it to that guy all game before they start stacking eight in the box and force you to throw. Especially when you had to basically give up half your offensive line in order to try to gain some pieces on the defensive side, which was, if I'm not mistaken, 32nd in the league last year. I am very surprised they let go of Trent Brown. To back to the Patriots. I, I, I am too. Trent Brown, I thought was a he, he played. And, he killed it in Oakland. And all indications have been like much to my haters' dismay. I was totally right about Trent Brown. Dude, in Oakland. everyone, everyone's been like, uh, well, he's he's technically on like a physically unable to perform thing right now, but apparently it's, he's it's on like the a, pup list, bro. Yeah, it's it's like a waved excuse, but everyone says like he looks great, like he's in great shape, he's back, he's like he's like motivated, he's excited to be back to be uh, back to be in New England. I'm just very surprised they let him go, and and, and what caused that? Because he's a you can't teach his size and his strength. You can't teach that. Von Miller said it when he went to Oakland. Von Miller said he's a, this man is this dude is tough. He's the tough. Big to ass beat. dude. He's like because by the time you get around his big ass, it's too late. Yeah, the play's already off. His size is his size alone was 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 a was, was difficult to beat. And you like you said, you can't teach that. So, but my thing is is this. So right. So we hear the rumors. We hear the rumblings. Right. That car. And Gruden and Mayock, they're really not all on the same page, or they might not be, you know, BFFs or whatever. Carr has made, you know, he had that one year where he was on, and you know, a potential, you know, he was going to be in the MVP conversation. He wasn't going to win it, but he was in the conversation. He breaks his leg, you know, two weeks before the season ends against the Colts, whatever it was, mm-hmm. uh, or t- a week or two before the season ended. Against Indianapolis, breaks his leg, they go on, they get smoked in the playoffs. The Raiders have never... The Raiders have yet to win a playoff game since 2002. You've now hitched your way. So we're going on 20 years now. 20 years that this team is not going to have won a playoff game. Now, you've got the head coach under contract for 10 years. The richest contract that we know of, 10 years, $100 million, plus whatever ownership in the team, this guy isn't going anywhere anytime soon. Mm-hmm. So they're not getting rid of Gruden. They might get rid of Mayock, but I, I, think I don't it, see it. I don't see that either. What does that leave you with? That leaves you with a reset at the quarterback position. Yes, because it does. What does Gruden like to do? He likes veteran guys to come in. Who's going to be available at the end of the season? Aaron Rodgers. Listen, potentially I think, Deshaun Watson. I think maybe a Jimmy Garoppolo becomes available. There was an interesting rumor came out today where they said they believe Trey Lance is way ahead of where they thought he would be, and if it's 
feasible, yep. that might make Jimmy Garoppolo available via trade before the season if a team needs a quarterback all of a sudden, like in Indianapolis, where they could cut a lot of his salary and not need it and go with Trey Lance from the first year and kind of throw him into the fire type of situation. Just a rumor that started this week, and that's only two days in, but just hypothetically throwing it out there. I do think the Raiders... And I think Gruden and, and Mayock, they love Rodgers. They've known Rodgers for years, talking off air when they do their whole quarterback competition, mm-hmm. ESPN, NFL Network, all that shit. I think they could be a legit dark horse to be like, Aaron, what do you want? Do you want to bring Devontae Adams with you? Yep. We'll have both of you come in. What else do you want? I could absolutely see John Gruden saying like, hey, in, uh, I can't do the, the John Gruden thing, but hey, in Green Bay, they didn't let you do what you want to do. I'll let you do what you want to do here. You want some peace in the pie? I'll let you in the pie. Yeah, I could totally picture John Gruden I, I, listen that. I could see like the Raiders and Rodgers I could see being a perfect fit uh, just based, based on the head coach the GM now is the Raiders roster something that Aaron Rodgers is going to look at and be like oh yeah I want to play there no God no you they're, got a good tight end and a great running back you got a good great tight, tight great tight end I you got a say. great tight end and a good running back but guess what though there's there's going to be a, there's going to be a bunch of those all over the league like tight ends and running backs you you you'll be able to find those you can find them in Denver uh you can find them in New Orleans you can find them in I don't know name a fucking place man New Orleans might need a quarterback too which brings me to our next point if car if the Raiders do move on from Carr where's a good spot for him i think Sean Payton in New Orleans would be a marriage made in heaven my gut immediately that- said Indianapolis Colts Immediately, my gut said Colts. Get rid of Wentz, move on from Wentz, one-year experiment, cut, see you later, bye, bring in, bring in Derek Carr. And then draft somebody. Because Dev- Derek Carr is not a young man. He's already going to be 30-something. But I think, I think you're going to be looking at least five to eight years of Derek Carr left. If you're, if you're putting your eggs in that basket, I mean, I know that's, that's thinking more long-term and nobody in the NFL really thinks outside of a four-year window when they sign anybody. Mm-hmm. But I think Derek Carr, like, yeah, you're right. Indianapolis would make a lot of sense. New Orleans would make a lot of sense. How long is Brady going to play? I was just about to say, right in the cusp of my cusp, the cusp. tip of my tongue, I was going to say, gut feeling says Brady calls it a career at the end of this year, no matter what happens. You think so? I think so. I don't know why. Gut I feeling. Could, I could see it. Gut feeling says, why he convinced the whole team to come back and take a discount for one year. Not multiple, one. Mm. Brown's back for one. Gronk's back for one. All these guys are back for one-year deals. And I mean, some of the defensive guys signed three-year deals. Why? I think Brady said, listen, I got one more year. Just let's do it one more time. And I think from the pit of my stomach, I think Brady's going to say, you know what? It's been great. I won a ring. Yep. I'm going to take it home. Fair enough. At 45 years old. He just turned 44 today. Happy birthday. The true goat in my eyes. Kiss my ass. Joey suck my ball sideways. Um, <laughs> uh, I think this is the end of it. And then next you year. You can suck Peyton Manning's dick from uh, the back. From the back. Nice. Uh, and 45 years old, he's finally retiring. I, I would agree. I, I could see it. I could definitely see it, especially since I don't think this way is going to go. This year is going to go the way that the Tampa Bay Bucks think it's going to go, which is a, a rife run at a repeat. I, I really don't. I'm a huge proponent of if you're not getting better, you're getting worse. And by retaining your own guys, I don't always believe that just keeping what you have in-house is always the best way to do it because everybody else is gunning to beat you now. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I think that there was teams that did and can still beat 
Tampa Bay this year. I really don't see Tampa making another run at a, at a Super Bowl this year. I think that was a it, oh, they're all in. Oh no, no, no! I mean, I, I know they're all in. Oh yeah. I, I don't, I don't see them getting past maybe the second round this year. Depends on health. It really does, and we'll see how these teams shape up over the next four weeks in training am, camp. Now, how things go. But I was stunned to see Gronkowski healthy all year, albeit he didn't get used until like the even, last three weeks of yeah, the season. Okay, he barely, he barely um, saw the field. Until, Antonio Brown, unless it was absolutely needed. Antonio Brown stayed healthy. Another guy's been really banged up the last few years. Not even talking about off-field drama. Um, Brady apparently played on an MCL tear. Sorry, I get it. Great job for playing an MCL tear. You shouldn't be applauded for, but. He took one hit and tore his MCL. I mean, Brady, I'm sorry. Nobody defeats Father Time. He Ooh. is undefeated. Brady's getting close to it to being like, hey, I've given you the biggest fight. It's like, good job, champ. Blow out your legs. You know what I mean? I just feel like one bad hit and it could all go down. It, well, it, and that could be said for any of the 1,600 players in the NFL on any given Sunday. I get that. And, and you know, there's 32 quarterbacks that go out under center every Sunday, and they're – it becomes more difficult the longer you see. Now, Brady is obviously superhuman. He's proven everybody wrong. He's played till this age. He won a Super Bowl at 43 years old. And, you know, it wasn't like he – and it wasn't, you know, where they dragged him across the finish line. Granted, you know, he had a pretty shitty NFC championship through three interceptions, whatever. We'll, we'll call that what it, what it is. Um, fun stat, too, by the way. Do you know that Kurt Warner's six touchdown passes in a Super Bowl – have traveled more yards than all 22 of Tom Brady's. I don't care about that. That's meaningless to me. I'm just saying. It just means Kurt Warner bombs it, just, it more. It just means that Tom Brady just dinks and dunks his way down the field because that's all he can Who'd get. you get that from, Barry? I got, that, I got, is that a Barry McCockiner thing? I got it from my people, okay? No, I see. My stats. Well, why do you go by stats by that psychopath loser? Because they're accurate? They're cherry-picked at best. Listen, I'm just saying. Joey, you want to go cherry-pick a bunch of... Stupid Kurt ass Warner, stats. Kurt Warner threw six touchdown passes in a Super Bowl, totaling 174 yards. Tom Brady's thrown 22, and those have traveled 150. I'm sure yards. I could cherry pick stats to make I'm just saying, Patrick Mahomes the greatest quarterback of saying, all time. I'm just saying, Tom Brady, dink, dunk, dink, dunk, dink, dunk. Oh, John Casey kicked it out of bounds. Oh my God, look at that! How? Oh my God! Oh, <laughs> seven. How, it was 18 how years how ago. Fortunate for us. <laughs> it was 18 years ago oh, and five rings ago. But you know what? Let's go give all the credit to Tom fucking Brady. Oh, yeah. Oh, Vinatieri kicks one of the most obscene field goals in the AFC division. Who is taking that away from him? Nobody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, nah, no. Nah. But all you Brady knob slobbers are just, you, you make me fucking sick still to this day. Still I, wins. I, I, I just, ugh. You know, but I'm not one of those guys that claims this last one as, as like a title. No. Like Brady is six-time Super Bowl champion of the New England Patriots. Period. Oh, you're not. He's gonna, not. You're not gonna have a TB. Tom Brady TB, seven times. TB twelve seven X on on in your T-shirt. No, I mean if I eventually have like a man cave and some shit like that, and there's like a Brady post of like all his championships, like I'd probably depending on how it looks, I'd get well, it. You kind of have I'd, to have it. Well, I'd want just like like a career, like you know how people, Jordan fans have like all the Jordan stuff, like even his stats with like the Wizards and shit. Well, it's like, like that. If, you're, if you're a Peyton Manning fan, like are you really not gonna include his Broncos title? I know. I mean. No, if I'm a Colts fan, I'm like, no, that's not my title. I don't give a shit about that. Right, but you're, you're, but if you're, I don't know what I'm saying if you're a Peyton Manning fan, you can be a Colts fan and still be a Peyton Manning fan, right? Like I of was, course. I was a, I was a Broncos fan, but I was always a Peyton Manning fan. You know, since he was tossing tutties in Tennessee, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember that. You know, Peerless Price and Antron Peoples and Al Wilson. You know, like, those, those 
Tra- you know, uh, 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 Travis Henry. You know those. Travis Henry. Good Dear days. God. Good days back in those days. You know, Glendale White. Lenwell. Seven seven four nine nine two eight seven zero two. We got about uh, twenty five minutes before we wrap it up here. But before we move on from from Lendale White, I'll never forget that dude getting drafted, and. Just the most ridiculous, like, they Just have it set rip, up. Set up Patron. No, set it up in his house, and he answers the phone call, and he's like Birdman with his arms crossed, all pissed off, and his phone rings. He answers it. Yeah, yeah. All right, cool. And he hangs up. Yo, I'm going to Tennessee. And he was, like, angry, happy, but, like, like he had the most awkward reaction I've ever remembered for a running back getting drafted, and I really hope it's online somewhere on YouTube. Because it looked like he was, like, almost pissed off. But, like, I don't know. It was such, like, a weird reaction. I'll it never really, forget I it. Re- I remember it like it was yesterday. It was, it was the, what, 05, 06 draft. Yeah, 06. And then CeeDee Lamb taking his girlfriend, taking his phone away from his girlfriend. He's like. CeeDee Lamb. I'm telling you right now, that bitch that CeeDee Lamb has sitting on his couch. Gone. <sighs> the, even the mother. The mother's like, she gone. <laughs> it was instant. Gone, but not forgotten. <laughs> let, you, let me tell you. Uh. I think we've said it before on this show. She's uh, what we call a Christmas morning girl. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We don't have to go back into the. Uh, I think my wife's actually awake tonight listening to the show, so I'm not going to go into the, oh, def- nice. the definition of a Christmas morning girl because that usually gets me slapped in the balls as I walk down the stairs. Wow. Just like a little backhanded flipper, like Christmas morning girl, huh? Pow! I'm like, oh! Like. <laughs> you fall out of the house. Like yeah. a Japanese yeah. anime. Oh! Yeah, like, oh, with the tears, like, just like, boop, 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 Oh, like, like the giant waterfall, yeah, like the yeah, one yeah. giant sweat drop that <laughs> drops on your face. Uh, 704-992-8702. Uh, Sean, let's get into a little bit of the, uh, we're going to shift gears pretty heavy here. We're going to go from this to the Olympics, because uh, there's been a lot of Olympic shit that's been going on. Tons. We suck. Uh, obviously, the U.S. is... I still think we're leading in the medal count, though, aren't we? Who the hell knows? I, I This is, like, the least talked about Olympics of all time, I feel like. Like, no one gives a shit. Well, it is. But it isn't. But it isn't. When it's talked about, it's always negative. It's never like, the United States won another gold. It's like, the United States sucks. We lost to Canada. It's embarrassing. Uh, so, actually, right now, wow, China is smoking us. Isn't it in China? Uh, or is it Japan? It's in Japan. Okay. Ooh. You... I should know that. Ignorant fuck. No, I should know that. Uh, so right now, China is leading with 32 golds, 21 silver, 16. We lead in the overall medal count at Trash. 73. We suck. Uh, but we're trailing in golds, 32 to 24. Uh, Japan with a nice showing. I mean, good thing, like, you know, we don't have, uh, you know, Russia's not on Australia's here. four? Yeah, Australia's four with 14 golds. Who the hell is RDC? Uh, ROC? Oh, I can't see that far away. The Raqqa. Oh, that's that's Russia. <laughs> I, I was like, what does that say? RDC? ROC. That's Russia. Uh, so China's up there with 32. They're probably going to keep that going. Okay, good for them. Uh, but the big stories out of the Olympics. So we talked a little bit. Uh, we touched on it a little bit last week with Simone Biles. Uh, or as you called her. Uh, Simon, Simon Bowles. Simon Bowles. That uh, was such a mistake. And I was like, that's not even her name. So as that story developed, because it was still a pretty fresh story when we were on the air last Tuesday night, we didn't really have all the information. We didn't really have, like, uh, you know, everything that was going on. Uh, but just to touch on the Simone Biles thing. So Simone Biles, basically, she got hated on. I mean, like, she caught heat big time 
from a lot of I would say you know right lead right you know right wing uh, media entities such like like Clay Travis and uh, like Charlie Kirk like people like that they laid into this girl yeah called her a traitor I mean I think Charlie Kirk called her a sociopath which is just like way fucking over the top yeah he's kind of a sociopath himself. and it, it, maybe yeah could be uh, but they they took it to a level that I really don't think it needed to be taken. Now, if you wanted to go after uh, what was her name, Asaka, the uh, the tennis player, the one that the one that bowed out. I think it was the French Open because she something like that. Aori Asaka or something like that. I can't remember exactly what her name was, but she remember she got asked a question that she didn't like at the French. I think it was the French Open. Don't quote me on that. Uh, I think it was the French Open. She got asked in the. She like got up and like stormed off because she didn't like the question, mm-hmm. and then she said like, "Oh, I'm under stress and the pressure, and I'm I'm an introvert, and you know all this is making me." And then come to find out, like she's shooting a reality show, she has a Barbie doll being made after her, she's like doing all these appearances, like like she's a fucking fraud. Like if you want to go after somebody, like she's a perfect person to go after for being a fraud. Simone Biles, on one hand, like okay. Was it a good look what she did? No, because she didn't say the right things when she did it. Like when she came out and she was like, I'm just not in it. Um, you know, whatever. She gave all of her excuses and this and that and the other thing. I am a firm believer of, of being in the camp of Simone Biles doesn't owe me a goddamn fucking thing. She doesn't owe you a fucking thing. She doesn't owe anybody a thing. She can do whatever the fuck she wants. She's not in it mentally. And she doesn't want to be in the Olympics and she doesn't want to do things and whatever. And she's up there and flipping around and doing her little twisty twists and things like that. And she just says, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not here. Mm -hmm. You know, like if I go out, right, I'll I'll say this. Every every couple of weeks I'll go out, I'll play golf. And it'll take me five or six holes. And I'm just, and I'll, I'll, I'll just be, I'll be playing like shit. And I'll tell my, I'll look at my brother and be like, I'm just not, I'm just not here right now. My head's not in it. I'm not doing what I need to be doing. I'm not playing well. Whatever the case may be, I'm just mentally not here. So I, I, everybody who's competed in anything can probably understand that to some degree. I'm not saying you get it to the degree of, you know, on the Olympic stage in a foreign country and your team is depending on you because you're the best thing that they have and you're the, you're the one carrying the team. Mm-hmm. That being said, she took herself out of the team portion of the of the gymnastics competition because she felt like she her head wasn't in it she was hurting her team and she said i can't do i can't do what i normally do and by me sucking i'm gonna drag us down so i'm gonna remove myself from this which to me pretty respectable Mm -hmm. to be on a team and say look man i don't have my best right now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bow out because I know you guys are going to do better without me. Not only is that one of the most difficult things for anybody in, in a competition to do, but it shows a, to me it shows a, a tremendous amount of self-awareness. And didn't she, by doing that, gave her team a better overall score to get a silver? Mm-hmm. And if she kept in it, she would have... They wouldn't have meddled. They wouldn't have meddled. They wouldn't have meddled at all. So she was being a team player. Yes. And as one of the biggest names... Coming out of the United States this year for the Olympics, she was like, hey, you know what? I'm all about the team. I'm, I'm, I'm just out of it. I'm done. Yeah. And, and look, there's nothing wrong with that. Now, this is a girl that has put herself through the ringer mentally and physically since she could probably walk. And was she, like 22? Yeah. I mean, she's a young and, buck. And if you know anything about gymnasts, 
They do it since like five or Three, six. Two. They they've been doing it since they could walk. Mm-hmm. Sean, they they've been doing it since they could walk. And now you 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 take into account the physical abuse that she's gone through, you know, abusing her body physically, the mental wear and tear that she's had, and then I, I'm not saying I don't know if she was involved with the Larry Nasser thing. But you have to imagine it's probably somewhat more widespread than just Larry Nasser. The sexual abuse, the things, the repressed memories, all the shit that she's probably gone through. Who knows what could have possibly triggered her at this moment and, and, and caused her to fall back to a place where she's just, she doesn't have it. Right. And, I, and, I, I, and I'm okay with that because it's not like if, 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 I don't, if I don't have it on the golf course and I go out and I shoot a, you know, a 103... Yeah, it's a shit fucking day. Mm-hmm. What did I really lose? 50 bucks? I mean, I still drank a bunch of beers, smoked a couple cigars, hung out with my family or friends, and enjoyed a day outside on a golf course. If she fucks up, she lands wrong, misses something, she could end up paralyzed, bones broken, or worse. And you have X amount of millions of people watching you. Or not just in your own country, but, but around the world. For, forget about the, the eyes on you for one second. Like, and just think of the... Maybe maybe all of a sudden she had a, a sudden bout with her own mortality. Did anybody think of that? Like, maybe all of a sudden she was looking at what she was doing and she was like, holy shit. I'm, you know, when I was 16, this didn't bother me. But now that I'm 22... And, and I've seen, you know, some shit, you know, things happen yeah. in life. and the, the switch goes off. People die, and you see all of a sudden what happens. And then maybe she looked at it and said, fuck, like, if I fuck up, what, what, what's the end result here for me? Mm-hmm. That, the that, light switch goes off. And that alone could be enough to take somebody out of it mentally. We see it all the time. I've seen it with, I've seen it with, 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 with race car drivers, guys that, you know, they, they retire, they come out of retirement, they get into bad accidents, whatever, they come back, and they're just not the same. Right. You lose that edge because you have to be unafraid. You have to be fearless. You cannot worry about your own mortality. You cannot worry. You, what do we always say in football? You got to sacrifice the body. Sacrifice the body to make a play. Oh, you broke an arm, you tore a pec, you, you, you ripped a rotator cuff out, but you made the play. We'll see you next year. Mm-hmm. Or maybe never again. Who knows? But that's the mentality. And, and I think maybe where, maybe that's where Simone Biles was going with this. She, great that she did come back and did participate, so it's not a great look for her at this point mm-hmm. because she ultimately did opt back in. So she opted out of the team portion. I think I'm fairly certain she came back for like the individual stuff. She did, and I think she meddled today. Yeah, she definitely did something because I saw her name in the news, and I think she I think she won today a bronze. While I, I still stand by what I said about her pulling out of the team aspect of it because there was another angle too where she wasn't being judged fairly. Well, she was so that the so this is actually factual. She was trying shit that's basically never been done before. Correct. And when she didn't complete it correctly or she had like a little hiccup on it she was being judged as if she was doing like all her regular basic crap so basically the lesson to her obviously obviously was don't do anything different don't try to be different just do what everyone else does but be the best at it right so she felt like why like no one's ever going to change if you don't try to do something new and like nothing's been done before right she was pushing the envelope it almost sounded to me a lot like when uh when vince mcmahon had to go to the undertaker and mankind Mm -hmm. and tell him like dude like guys, you gotta, you gotta tone it down. 
a little bit. Like, because we got guys now that are trying to go out and do what you do, and they're not as skilled as you, and they're going to get hurt. Oh, after the Hell in a Cell thing. Yeah. And so, they were just like, they turned it, like, they went out there. That wasn't even the main event that night. Everyone no. Everyone forgets that. That was still the championship match after that, going to wrestling really quick. But you are 100% correct. They went out there, and their belief is, and that's probably a bigger thing in wrestling right now, is those guys were so hungry to be the best on the show, mm-hmm. they didn't care if they were first, second, third, fourth, fifth, because they weren't the main event. They were like, we're going to make sure you leave saying that was the best match of the night. Absolutely. But it pushed other guys to do things that, uh, that they weren't comfortable doing right. or weren't good at doing. Like The Undertaker and Mankind, and you can go watch this. It's all in the history of The Undertaker. There's a, t- a thousand different documentaries on oh, it and God, so on yes. and so forth. But you can go back and watch. that They, they did shit that nobody else was doing. Kind of like Simone Biles was doing stuff that nobody else was doing. And Vince McMahon told The Undertaker and, and, and Mankind, whoa up. Like, yo, y'all got to woe up because you're going to get – because somebody else is trying to keep up with you, and they can't do it. So you guys are pushing the envelope too far, too fast. Mm-hmm. Need you to bring it back a little bit. Simone Biles was kind of doing the same thing with, the, in, in, with gymnastics where she was doing things that no one had ever even attempted, and the judges weren't judging her based on the difficulty of her routine. Mm-hmm. They were just judging her on whether or not she perfected the landing or stuck it, whatever. However it is, they judge her. Mm-hmm. So she was getting actually – so by trying more difficult stuff, she was actually getting punished. And so she's – and that, that was another rumor that basically she went out and just said, fuck it. Uh, I'm all set. Uh, I'm not, I'm not going to continue to try to do this because – Cole needs the phone number, by because, the way. Uh, I have no idea what the number is. It's uh, it's 774-930-5031. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll put it up there for you. There you go. Because he's like, Cole's like, I need the number. I'm like, mm, I'm going to pass. Did I just give out my personal phone number? I have no idea what number you gave out. 774. What is our phone number? 992. It's on. Isn't it on the scroll? I think you just pulled it from the scroll. I think I just gave out my you clown. <laughs> Go back and just scrub like the last thing, just bleep it out. Isn't it on the screen here somewhere? Like, yeah, somewhere. I think it's part of the scroll. God damn it. Where is our phone number? What? I, I do the- Ha! See, this is why I don't feel bad anymore. Every- like, I have so many numbers to remember. I have my work one, my own phone, my wife's. I, I don't mean, have time every, for all this shit. Every once in a while I do this. The best. That's That's the absolute best. Oh, cool. Look, 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 look at this shit you caused. This is, this, is, this is awesome. There it is. Yeah. 774-992-8702. That's it. No, I don't think you, that, that was the same number you said. Oh, okay. There it is. Okay, because I, I, I legit thought I just fucking... You're like, you know, is, I, you're like, is that my cell phone number? And I was like... Because mm. I, well, I heard zeros and threes, and I was nine. I was like, wait, wait. Did I just give him my personal cell phone? I mean, not that it matters, whatever. It's probably on Facebook anyway. But uh, anyway, let's, uh, let's, let's take this. Hey, Dad. How's it going? I'm just, you know, baby right now. How are we doing? I'm good. Uh, how's, how's Dad life, bud? It's amazing, bud. It's amazing. Uh, well, that's good. I, you know, I was going to talk to you on Sunday because, you know, I, I hadn't seen you in person yet. But uh, I'll take this opportunity to say congratulations, buddy. I'm happy for you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, I had a so, I had a whole twelve pack of twisted teas just for you. Uh, are we still on the show? Oh yeah. Yeah. So on this whole Olympic, I really can't believe that there's people out there that say like you know this woman girl owes us something. 
know, which is beyond me, you know. I agree. I, 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 I don't understand why anybody thinks any athlete owes anyone anything. I know it gets like the juice. It gets a little juicier when it's the Olympics because you're representing your country. Yeah. And she was like the most popular name, too. And she did kind of, you know, she had the goat slides, the goat backpack. Like, you know, she was yeah. she was kind of owning the whole like I'm the goat thing. Which she is, though. She but really it, yeah, I mean, whether she bought out of this Olympics or not, she was she was still the goat. Mm hmm. Now, I don't know, like, personally, like, the really, like, details behind it, but weren't they, like, deducting things from her and the team because, like, she was too good certain things where they adjusted the scores against her? Yes. Because it was, like, unfair. Yes. yes. Yeah, that was one of the rumors that, that she, the, 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 the level of difficulty of the things that she was trying and that she was, or she was doing, I should say, uh, were, were being graded. Uh, because they didn't want other gymnasts trying what she was doing because so no one else was capable of doing it. Like your whole life doing something, working your ass off for it, preparing yourself, training yourself. Now you're in the Olympics on the biggest stage possible, and now they're deducting everything you worked your ass off for to make it fair. Yes. Like, so if that, like, people don't can't see, like, how even, like, how that would mentally be, up in like the biggest stage, the biggest you could possibly compete. Even like maybe it's something like, what more can I do? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm doing everything I could, and now here I am competing, and now they're deducting points because I'm basically too good for sport. Mm-hmm. Cole, it, Cole, it would be like it would be like me going out and batting a thousand on any given Sunday, <laughs> you know, which I've done before, and then yeah. you know, and then then being like, nope, that's an automatic out. You're too good. Yeah, like yeah, you got four, bro. We have to take seven points away. Right. It's just it's it's absolutely fucking asinine. The whole Simone Biles thing was it was bad. And and you know, I listen. I love I like I love Clay Travis. Uh, you know, yeah. and I'll, I now kick the coverage, and I, I I agree with him nine out of ten times. This is one of the few things where I vehemently disagreed with him on. And and I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't understand. Like you know, the the right wing sports commentators that that exist yeah. out there they just they they were like they were like all they were salivating over this like great like yeah like like they wanted to root against the olympic team because you know the shit the, the you know the u.s women's soccer team was doing by you yeah. know snubbing that 97 year old like world war ii veteran or whatever they did uh yeah, and yeah. then you know that you you get the you know gwen berry who who finished second to last today uh in the hammer throw and, and, you know, turning and, and, and disrespecting the flag and the anthem and all that kind of stuff. Like, I yeah. get, like, you, okay, yeah. that's your that's your thing. Like, you have to go after that. Yeah. But Simone Biles seemed like the wrong person to go after. Yes. Exactly. Agreed. Of all the- like, and everything that woman has worked for and busted her ass for and, like, just even think, like, the duck point and judge things differently because she's too good at something. Which is just, I mean, that's just ridiculous. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I've never heard of that before. Like, like the Olympics said, too. Like, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to be better than the next person. Like, this right. is what you're here to do. You get once every four years, you get a shot yeah. to prove that you are the best at what you do. That'd be like, you know, that'd, that'd be like punishing, that'd be like punishing somebody in the Winter Olympics when they do like, you know, whatever the, uh, the little sharpshooting thing on their skis. You know, yeah. whatever, whatever that fucking thing is called, I can't remember. And they're like, "Nah, you hit too many bullseyes. You're too good." Yeah, yes, exactly. Like, Even sorry, John Wick, but you you're getting penalized. Like, fuck you. Yeah. 
in any sport, like say snowboarding, where it's crazy and they do all these crazy stunts and flips and twists. You know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine the X Games penalizing Tony Hawk yeah, for for doing for, doing, for yeah. doing a 900? Yep, that's exactly perfect. Like explanation, perfect. Like, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, analogy. Analogy. You know, he he attempts the 1800. Obviously, that seems like utter impossibility unless you get some yeah. ridiculous height. He attempts an 1800, and they're like, no, no, that's <laughs> cheating. Don't even bother. Negative five. It's crazy. Like I said, I didn't really read into too much of it. And really get into. Maybe I should have checked a little bit more. Like well, when I started to read that, I couldn't believe that. That's what I was just scores and basically penalizing her. Well, because because it was because it was literal fucking lunacy, dude. It was absolute yeah. lunacy. You don't punish athletes for being too good. You just yeah, you just don't do it. This is pro level competition. But this is what they're there for. The set racket. Exactly. You know we we mean? want to see the, the, they'd be like telling Michael Phelps like Nah, bro, you're you're you know what you're you're basically a dolphin. We can't we can't give you yeah, a gold. Yeah. You know. I think um, one last thing. I think but you know it being in Japan, also they they feel that there's some like uh, not home field advantage going on where they think some of the refs yep. are like purposely skewing the the things. Uh, against the U.S.'s favor. You know, there's all kinds of different things you hear out there, especially when it's not uh, home. Like, if it was in, you know, I don't know, Texas, California, Florida, I don't know, something like that, yeah. you probably feel like this is a non-issue because she's probably killing it at that point. Right. But since well, it's in Japan. Who makes that call, though? Who makes that decision? The Olympic Committee. You the know? IOC. And that's what they said, like, you know, too good, so we're going points from her. I guess, yeah. I think that was that was the decision. That's crazy. That's just absolutely crazy. But I will say, so I came home and I was watching. I never watched the badminton in the Olympics. Yo, those dudes are ferocious, bro. It's Yo. it's like ping pong on steroids. <laughs> like this is why. Dude, I, I like I thought like I thought me and, and like Joey Jordan beating Miss Lack in <laughs> in, in in senior year of gym class was impressive. Uh, it's like we you. These dudes are these dudes are another level. Bro. They're just swinging hard. Like, what are you watching? I'm like, bro, this is pretty intense. <laughs> For real, it really, it's it's funny. The Olympics, uh, it brings out some things that you don't know are intense, and then all yeah. of a sudden you're like, holy shit, this is fucking wild. I can't wait until paintball becomes an Olympic sport. That's gonna this be painting. This is, you know, that'll be my favorite thing. But uh, but yeah, you're. Well, so, you're so not just wrong. commented on. Obviously, that girl, the girl from China, the deadlift. Did you end up seeing that? Sorry, Cole. Yeah. You're, you're, uh, you're, you're kind of losing you a little bit. You're, you're in and out right now. I know. I know. I'm saying, did you? Can you hear me now? Yeah. I, Tristan just commented because he hears me talking to you. Did he said, did you? Did they see that deadlift competition? The girl from China. No. What happened? No, I didn't. Oh, she was just a beast, bro. She won gold medal. I forgot what she put oh, up, like wait. 400 pounds with like ease or something like that. Wait, I think I, I think I saw this. I think this is like this girl's fourth Olympics. I saw like a yes. me, like a meme oh, about it. Oh, yeah, yeah, And she yeah, was yeah, 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 dead yeah. last the first time she came yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, um, yeah. That the, was fucking. The next wild. time was second to last. The third yep. Olympics, she got an injury, and then this time was first place. Yeah. I I a did beast. see that. Yeah, and she like went from like looking like a child in the first picture to looking like Brock Lesnar on okay. the fourth picture. Yes, yes, yeah. Yeah. I, I did see that. That was actually pretty amazing. See, that's my favorite part about the Olympics is the is the Summer Olympics is the weightlifting stuff cuz yeah. obviously I can I can relate somewhat to it. 
So, and it, it's wild. Olympic lifts, are, like, I, they scare the shit out of me. I don't do them because mm-hmm. I'm like, mm, nope. And then, you know, the best, the best part about this whole thing was uh, Laurel Hubbard, that the, uh, the transgender, the guy, yeah. there, there was a dude. It was, it was a dude from New Zealand that transferred to be a woman. Uh, didn't even medal. Didn't even, didn't even make the cut. Well, good. A whole other thing. It was a whole other topic of just ridiculousness. Oh yeah, I mean total ridiculousness. But that shouldn't have been. I'm sorry. I, I, you can do whatever you want in life. That shouldn't be allowed mm-hmm. in a competitive sport where no. you have a legitimate competitive advantage for mm-hmm. decades, or at least it, years. Oh right, and then it, but. Go ahead, Cole. Go ahead. I'm sorry, I cut you off. No, I'm saying I hope one day, like you know, this all gets said and done, where they, you know, these even these women that have these high school. I don't mean to get off topic. But like these high school records, these college records of everything they've been working their asses off for, just get destroyed by some man who wants to identify as a woman. Oh, know? that 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 pisses me off. Or you know what? Well, if you, we avoided it this year, but I guarantee you, in four years, we will not avoid it again. Dude, you know what? You know what they can do? They can make a no gender class of like anybody can compete yes. against anybody. Sure, do in, that. Yeah. Like an open division. Ab- if you will. Absolutely. Yes. Call it, like call it the open division. Anybody can go in there and dominate. You can identify mm-hmm. as a fucking giraffe. I don't give a shit what you identify yeah. as. Like go in there and just dominate. But some, I know there was like some cyclist or some runner, you know, where this, this guy was like, you know, 192 out of like 200 in the men's. And then he goes to the women's and he's first place all in like all the records. You know? Oh, of course. Yeah, that's... Well, there was like that, 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 that girl, women's uh, wrestler. No, the, like the girls uh, field hockey team. I think it was like out of Hingham or something. And they got mm-hmm. like two guys to play on their team. And they just dominated the fuck out of everybody. Oh, locally, everybody right? Up. You said that was Hingham, right? Or yeah, something like that. Something like that. Yeah. It, was, it was one of those like ritzy white towns up on the South Shore. Like, hey. you know, ridiculous. Because bro. It's because absolutely ridiculous. because a bunch of because obviously it's it's a bunch of pissed off white people, and then they got to go change the fucking rules, everything to make it. That's something I will never agree upon. This whole trans sports thing, like you know, that well, just will never. Do you remember like three, four years ago? It was in Texas. Like all the families in Texas were ready to like kill this well girl now but it was a guy who trans uh who became a woman and he entered the women's wrestling division and he literally mm-hmm. became sorry to use it again brock lesnar and beat everybody yeah. in like 15 seconds yeah yeah and everyone Absolutely was like ridiculous and they were like this this girl did it again and everyone's like it's not a girl and everyone's like yeah. the, well, the family's was, lost wasn't, it wasn't joe rogan that came out and like like absolutely berated that transgender MMA fighter, the guy that went for it was it was a man and then it became a female, and it's like, bro, you're you're a woman beater. Like it should, yeah, it that's should all be you are. Like make it an open division. I I guarantee you, you'll see some women beat sure, men. Sure, like absolutely. I, I, and, and again, I have no problem with letting trans athletes compete, but if okay, you're gonna be a man going into the female division, like we've got to yes. have at least some yeah, sort of right, like, like some sort yeah. of common sense in like. Well, you're diminishing all these girls' records that they worked their asses off for. Like, Absolutely. If you're you a know? feminist right now, if like you're if you're a true, mm-hmm. honest to God feminist, and you're okay mm-hmm. with trans athletes competing in the women's division, mm-hmm. uh, you're not a feminist. <laughs> like, and, I'm sorry. Absolutely. And and here's another thing. A lot of the times you'll see, which is uh, this needs to be talked about more. You'll see people transition within like a year's time frame, go to a different sport. So yep. it's basically like cycling on testosterone for like ten years or whatever. Yeah. And then saying, yep. "I'm off it now. Don't worry." No, you need at least a three-year gap or more. Like, it, be on estrogen for three and years even, or plus. And even then, if you look into the biology of it and you look into the science of it, and I remember, trust the science. Uh, if you look into the science, if you know anything about steroids and estrogen and testosterone mm-hmm. and things like that, it I don't care, dude. I, me, 
if I started transitioning to a woman tomorrow, like I already, ugly ass I already, woman. I already got the tits. Okay, I could. I'm, yeah. I'm already halfway there. That being said, if I started transitioning to a woman tomorrow, dog, I can still walk into the gym and bust out 315 on the bench for, for 10, saying, no problem. Dude, People be walking ridiculous. by and that's a big bitch, right? They're gonna be like, yo, that's a huge bitch. I can grow my hair into a ponytail. <laughs> You know, like start getting, ele- getting electrolysis. I mean, listen, right. man, I'm not trying to bring my work into it, but listen, you come see. There's one transgender at my at my work, and this female now it's a female. It lives in a men's prison because it still has all of its male appendages, which mm-hmm. I haven't seen, but I've heard is the hammer of the gods. Jesus, man! And yeah. this thing has legs like Saquon <laughs> Barkley. It's got biceps like ro- fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. And it's got tits like <laughs> Carmen Electra in her prime. Like, I don't know what else to tell you. Like, at the end of the day, you're still a dude. I'm sorry. You're still a dude. It's, it's fucking a male. wild, you know? dude. It's wild. Hey, whatever. She's in, he or she's in prison, whatever. I mean. I yes. just don't think as long it's long they're these women who busted For their murder. asses their whole life to Jesus. just be yeah, all their records and I, shit just I, I, dominated. I, could, and Cole, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Like, you know, we got we got buddies like, uh, for example, like I won't I won't use names, but like one of our buddies on our softball team, his daughter is a phenom. Like, uh, like basketball, that baseball, I was use that. all these things like she is mm. absolutely she is she is an like a born and like born born to be an athlete. Yeah. yeah. Crushing every single sport, every single direction she looks. She's killing it. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen if. Some kid her age decides to transition, yep. and then not maybe. I, 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 I'll take it there. What if that? What if that kid caught? What if that guy that transitions, or mm-hmm. or or transitions because his parents think he's a girl? And yes, and they and they force it. You know, they force it upon it, which is much more com, uh, common mm-hmm. than you would really know. What if that costs her a scholarship somewhere? Yeah. What if that costs exactly. her a roster spot? That you know. That, that, like, think that of holds her back. Kyrie, who was a phenom and great at all these sports. Like, this girl who was busting her ass, Jigga's daughter, Kyrie, who's competing with these boys and, like, dominating as a girl. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Right, because she's a freak-ass like, athlete. Yes. You know what I mean? And, like, you know? what if – but what if at some point, like, she loses a roster spot? Or, yes, exactly. Or, or, just, or just based on politics, yep. they put somebody on a roster above her not yep. because that person's better, but because they want to be, you know, they they, they got to check that box. You know what I mean? They got to make sure they let everybody know that they're uh, that they're one of the good guys, that they're woke, and that they put a trans on the team. And somebody somebody's gonna get bumped off the roster because of that. Yep. You know, and and to, yeah. who who who's to decide who that is? I mean, that's it's. And then you got these cuckoo parents, like you said too. That I'm glad you touched upon that. Oh, my four year old or three year old. Wants to be, you know, a female, you know, I could have asked Tristan at four years old. What do you think he is? He could have said a fire truck or a piece of broccoli and would have shook his head and said, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, he would agree with you because you've been like, yeah, "Yeah, you're right. That's what I am. I'm a I'm a I'm a piece of broccoli. My son and these these people and these parents are really like, you know, forcing it on their kids to to think this way, in my opinion. Yeah, I could be totally wrong in some people's brain. Honestly, no, Cole, I think think that's that's the biggest. It's just absurd how people now think these days. Cole, that's that's common sense. Yes, exactly. You have have common sense. Like the people that are out there, and and, and I'm not going to get political, but the people that are out Mm -hmm. there vocalizing, like you should let your kids choose, no. There's a reason why if your kid went out, if your four-year-old, five-year-old went out and committed murder, 
he would he or she would not go to jail because their mind is not fully developed. That's exactly. what they would say. Exactly. You can't let that person decide or let the, your child decide. They're a child for a reason. Their brain is still developing. They're still developing into their 20s. Yes. But yep. at this point, like, my son is too. He says he's a dinosaur. Yeah, Good exactly. on you, kid. Dude, listen, when I, I wish. Was, when I was four years old, five years old, you know what I wanted to grow up to be? Godzilla. Dude, I wanted yeah. to grow up to be fucking Godzilla. Hey, I'll tell you an embarrassing true story. I remember this kindergarten story because this is like the first time I remember being like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm retarded. <laughs> <laughs> I said it internally to myself. Everybody in kindergarten is having this huge thing. Everyone's writing down like, what do you want to be when you're older? And then and it gets to each person and I'm, I'm a B. My last name is Betancourt. So I, I'm kind of like one of the ones in the front. So there's a, a few careers behind me. Like I'm right, right in the beginning. So it gets to me and I'm like, Batman or a wrestler? Yeah. Those are my career choices, right? Yes. People yes, after yes, me, yes. firefighter, doctor, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm a fucking idiot. <laughs> and they're picking real careers. The self awareness in kindergarten is unreal. But then you got these cuckoo parents too that are like in is uh getting these kids where they testosteroneing or performing these surgeries at these young ages. Yeah, eight, seven, eight and, years old. It's like yeah. no. No. Like, if you're 18 and you decide you want to do that, by all means, do your thing at that point. And even you know still, I would I would disagree. Even at 18, I don't yeah. even think you're – look, we graduated high school at 18. 18, whatever. I, I, I you mean, can do whatever you want. I was 18. I was deciding, do I want to go in the military? Do I want to mm -hmm. go to college? I didn't know, you know – what do I want to do for a job? I didn't know what the fuck was going on when I was but 18. I'll say at least it's all more comprehensive, was, like, when you're 18 than when you're – True. Yeah, right. Okay. You know, I think true. in high school but, you get an idea of what but you want to do. When I was when I was eighteen, the only yeah. thing is I was concerned about were can I afford to put new rims on my Jetta, <laughs> and can I put a system in it? Because yeah. that's going to get me all the bitches, which is going to get me laid, and that's all I gave a fuck about. Mm. Or, or actually, even you know you got these weirdos too that I'll probably get chewed up for. You got these children at a library being read to by, oh, you the, know... The, um, the, the transvestite, I mean, uh, the, 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 like, yeah, the trannies. On, oh, I don't care about that. Come on. It doesn't bother me. I get it, dude, but... I, listen, I don't, it doesn't bother me because I don't. I wouldn't take my kid to yes. do that. But, yes. the, but is that for the child or is that for the parent? Though? No, this that's... what I'm getting at. Cole, that's 100% for the saying? parent. That's 100% for the parent to take that's a picture and post it on Facebook and say, yes. look at how diverse I am. Look at how woke yeah. I am. Yeah, look at look uh, at my child growing up with all this, all these all these things. They're, they're being exposed to all this stuff. They know it's okay to be I'm who saying. you are. It, that is 110% an attention whore thirsty ass fucking post nah, by a thirsty ass parent i don't know yes. i mean so what benefit does care. it have though sean what benefit I don't, it do doesn't have, have a benefit person? it's just like it's exactly. just like a, it's, it's like a thing to, to do me, that's what? no different than you bring your kid down there and there's someone dressed as chuck e cheese or a dinosaur that's right same know? thing it, that has, yeah. it has no effect on nope. me. Like, if someone's just as a woman down there, and I'm like, eh, whatever. Someone's just as a rat down there, I'm like, eh, whatever. Like, I don't know. This doesn't right, phase because me. You, because because me. we're rational adults, and we might be like, okay, fucking weird, but do you. Yes. But at the same time, we're not yes. telling our kids, like, go look up to that person. Yes. So who said that? Listen, man, I got sexually assaulted in the liquor store earlier today, right? I went, what? Was, hand <laughs> what? to God. Hand to God. This guy was just... <laughs> There's this fucking old guy behind me, the old white guy behind me <laughs> in the liquor store, right? My this wife and I went, we stop, we stop in the liquor store and I, I look and I see cookies and cream Twix on the, on the candy yeah. rack. And I was like, cookies and cream Twix? I was like, shut the fuck up. Like Twix is one of my favorite candy bars. Okay. So obviously cookies and cream. I was like, show what the fuck? I look over mm -hmm. and all of a sudden I hear from behind me, you don't need too many of those. <laughs> and I look, and I'm like, did this guy just call me fat? 
Yeah. And then this guy just like starts busting into the story about how he was at Truckee's 10 minutes earlier. And he's like, and I saw this guy and he had triceps. I mean, his triceps were huge. They were massive. And they were big triceps. And all he kept talking about was this dude he saw at Truckee's triceps. He's just jealous that he, caught, he like, called you fat. And he's like, and I'm like this other man. And I'm like, okay. Like, and my wife is with me, so she can attest to this. I'm like, where the fuck is this going? And he goes, you know, and I get a little handsy. And then he grabs my tricep, and he's like, "Oh, he didn't." He, I swear to God, I had a obviously I had just come from the gym. I had a How cut off T-shirt. How old is this on. man? He's probably like in his sixties, sixty-five. What? And he, he's buying one Budweiser Tallboy. Like that's it. He was buying. <laughs> is this one. the old man from Family Guy? It felt like it. And he just grabs my triceps, and he's like, "You know, yeah, big triceps." Oh. And I get a little handsy, and I grab his tricep just like this, <laughs> and I'm like. You know, and he's like, oh, you got to come to Champions. He goes on this rant about Champions Gym and how they got 120-pound dumbbells, but they're not for him and this whole thing. And I'm like, okay, bye. Like, and me and my wife just... Bolt out of the Wait, fucking did you, like, did you buy the, the did you buy the Twix or what? No. Yeah, did you buy the Twix? No, I didn't buy the Twix. I was fucking terrified. I had a 65-year-old man telling me I'm fat and my <laughs> triceps were, you know, weak as shit, but he felt the need to put his hands on him and grab him. So I was like, what the fuck? Now, was, if the roles were reversed on the other side, where it was opposite of that, you know? Yes, Joey should go to jail if he grabs uh, a 65-year-old man's arms and squeezes them and says, I get a little oh, handsy. Or, uh, Joey uh, should go right to jail. Woman, you know, would it, would it be, you know? Either or. Joey should go to jail if he does either of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it would be a little fucking weird. It was weird. It was very weird. But anyway, but yes, it's a fucked up world we live in, and there's a lot of weird fucking people out there. I think that's it's the bottom right, line here. So far right, like, so fast, too, I feel like. It just was, it's, you know, how, I almost asked, like, how did we get here? You know? Yeah, right. Seriously. How the fuck did we land here? I don't know. But this is like I always say, and I've preached it on this show for years and years and years. If you give an inch, you're going to give up a mile. Yeah. Don't give up an inch. If you... Everyone became being proud of the country, proud to hear. I couldn't tell you, like, you know, being um, even something as simple as, you know, DYA All-Stars and hearing that national anthem play before the championship game, how, like, exciting and cool I felt at that point. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I get that it's different for everyone. It's been through a lot of different stuff, so I get it. But, like, people used to be proud to be American, proud to compete, proud to do, proud to represent their country. And now we're just in a place where it's just a shithole, like, of, of views. Of everything. Everyone's got a vote. Well, I mean, listen, man, at some point in the last five to ten years, being the victim became all the rage. Yeah. You know, being a victim, it was all it was all the rage. And you can go through Twitter any given day of the week and you can find a ton of shit on there. And, and people just, you know, they're like, oh, my God, I was flying first class. Like, how can I like how can I make a tweet that'll uh, how can I tweet something that'll 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 flex on everybody to let them know that I was flying first class, but simultaneously make me a victim? Like I've seen that in the last week and a half. It's just it's it's fucking wild, Cole. It really is, but become victimized, you know, in, in some cases too, where you know it's just outrageous. Things. You're right. You're absolutely right. But uh, Cole, thanks for the call, brother. I appreciate you. Sorry, guys. I I apologize for dragging this out. No, not at all. Cole. Oh no, Any trust time. me. We 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 don't drag anything out unless we want it dragged out. So don't worry about it. The drags. Not- yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> nice. Good pun. Good pun to finish the call right there, brother. Later, call. <laughs> call. congratulations care. again on the yeah, baby, congrats. brother. Yes, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Enjoy dad life, bro. I'll be in touch. Yeah, boys. All right, cool. Adios. 
it was a great call. I mean, Cole touched on a lot of things that we were going to get into anyway, and, and he made a lot of good yeah. points and covered a lot of the bases for us. But, yeah, again, at the end of the day, Sean, like common sense, when it boils down to it, dude, it's, it's not necessarily – it's not political. It's not left or right. It's – dude, it's like just what the fuck are we doing sometimes? Like hmm? seriously, what are the sh- what's the shit we're propping up? Like why are we – like okay, like you want to have a trans – like a transvestite? Or cross dresser, whatever whatever they are, go read your children a fucking like Dr. Seuss book at the library. Doesn't matter to me. I mean, does that affect my life? No. But I don't care. I reserve the right to call you a fucking weirdo for doing that. Like you're you're fucking weird. I'm sorry, like you're fucking weird. I I'll go check it out. You know what I mean? Like I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna go check it out. I, it, it, it may or may not have piqued my interest, and I may or may not have wanted to go down and check it and be like, So what are we arguing so about here? So how good is this transvestite look anyway? Is it like, you know, I mean, is this... Nice. Real nice. Know, let's just, let's say, let's, let's call for XFX. You know, let's let's do that. But uh, last thing I want to touch on right before when we're going to get out of here out of this, the uh, U.S. women's national team, the soccer team. Pathetic. Bounced by Canada. So they will be playing for the gold medal Thursday morning. I believe it is at 4 a.m. our time or 5 a.m. our time. Mm-hmm. My hope, my hope is that they win and they are forced to take the podium and take the bronze. Because if they lose, I feel like if they lose that game and they don't medal, like it lets them off the hook. Like they can just fucking scoot out of Tokyo. No press, no pictures, no nothing. You know, and they can just kind of dip out. And to to bring it back to Cole's point, you know, when you were standing there at the DYA double, you know, the, the DYAA like all star games and shit, which I, was, I never played in, <laughs> nowhere near good enough. But Cole was the starting pitcher on my team. His dad was my coach, and you know, him and Shane were were both really good baseball players when we were kids. I was just there, to, you know, I was just like the pudgy kid that played right field. You know, they tucked me away in right field. And they were like, all right, go over there and like try not to fuck it up if a lefty comes up, okay? And, you know, I would go over there. And I, granted, I had a nice hand cannon, so I could, you know, I wouldn't catch everything, but I could fire it back in pretty quick. Mm-hmm. Neither, neither here nor there. You would hear that national anthem, and, like, we were, like, proud. You, you were, like, stooped, like, stoked. You are like, yeah, like, this is, like, the big leagues. Like, holy shit, like, we've arrived. The women's national team, if they go and they get bronze, and they're forced to take the podium, and they play the national anthem, how many of those people do you think are going to take a knee or turn away? I have no idea. But how many of those players do you think? Because like Megan Rapinoe, like in her purple-haired Crusaders, they're they're all about their social justice. They're all about their wokeness. They're all about their bullshit, whatever, and they're all about their cause. But does it mean anything if you get the gold and you do that? It's one thing. But if you come up short and you medal and you're in the bronze and you're the odds-on favorite to win the gold, like you're the best team by far. I don't, I don't know. That's a weird. That's an interesting question because I don't know. Like, even the team came out. Was it today or yesterday? And they said like, oh, we were just as shocked anybody to lose lose to Canada. Like, because what were we just said with thirty six and zero against. I think Canada? they were thirty six or thirty eight and zero. Thirty eight or the thirty six and zero in their last thirty eight or whatever. Ridiculous. Yeah. Right. They never drawn. They just they straight up beat them thirty eight or thirty six times in a row. I don't remember. And it's just numbers, it but. was like it felt like this U.S. team was like well the soccer team anyway like they were almost like convinced like the gold was just going to be theirs for the taking. Yeah. They're like oh it's you know we're we're that good we'll just win right it they again. rest they were just resting on their but prior. that's you know how often do we see that with every other sport you get too cocky you get too confident some team comes and it's hungrier than you and beats the crap out of you and we, wins. We, we, were, we were questioning whether the men's basketball team was going to be able to pull it off. 
you know, a couple of, uh, like two weeks ago when they were getting, they were losing an exhibition game. I don't so. even know how they're doing. To be honest, I haven't kept up. Ah, uh, they're well. KD has carried them, so well, that makes it's sense. It's the Slim Reaper. He's no, he's no slouch. So. He, know, he knows how to play basketball, and he's extremely good at it. So just having him on the team alone should make them odds-on favorites to win it. But I, I, I honestly don't know if that if that happens and they come in third place and take the bronze. I. I don't know. I'm I think it's going to be 50 50. I, I really, I honestly, honest to God, I hope they win bronze. Because they I probably want, will. They're good, want, enough, they're good enough to win bronze. I want them to have to take a podium and have to accept a bronze medal. And then I want to see how many of them take a knee or turn away or, or protest the anthem or protest the flag or the country or whatever. For whatever bullshit social justice nonsense they're fucking pushing today. I want them to have to go up there and eat that. I, it will be so satisfying to me to have to see Megan Rapinoe stand up there and be like, <laughs> like, okay, go ahead. Take, no, no, take a knee. Oh, you won bronze. Oh, you're, you, you, oh, oh, you weren't even good enough to win gold. Like, if you won gold and you want to protest, that's one thing. But if you win bronze, dog, you were third place. You were the favorites. I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. I, I'm fascinated, I, I don't know. fascinated to see what happens on Thursday It'll be a new story. You know it will be. Regardless oh, of what abs- happens, it'll absolutely be a new story. it'll be a new story. But the, my thing is, is I, I honestly feel like if they don't win the bronze, I feel like it lets them off the hook. Well, they can just take off. Because they can, yeah, they just, they don't have to answer questions. They can just dip, and that'll be that. That'll, that'll even be more embarrassing, though, to be the gold medal favorite and not medal at all. Mm. It's already been, it's already embarrassing. It's already embarrassing. Maybe, you know, maybe they should have uh, focused on playing as a team and, you know, beating the teams they've beat 36 out of the last 36 times instead of, uh, you know, I don't know, you know, snubbing 97-year-old guys, uh, you know, World War II veterans playing the national anthem on their harmonica. I don't know. Maybe they, maybe they, maybe they could have done that instead, but, you know, they chose to, uh, you know, be more social justice warrior than they were athlete, and uh, it bit them in the ass. Yeah, we'll so, see. Uh, you will not hear me shed a fucking tear at all for them. And uh, that is kind of justice in my eyes. Hmm. I enjoy that type of poetic justice, Sean, because it's, it's, just, it's just what we needed. And again, if you want to go after somebody, go after Megan Rapinoe. Go after the U.S. women's team. Go after... Any of these other, you know, the, the you know the Gwen Berries who finished, uh, I think she finished 12th out of 13th in the hammer throw. Jesus. You know, after all that nonsense where, you know, it's like, okay, like, <laughs> oh, my God, like, you are, ba- like, participation trophies, like, good, good golly, Miss Molly. Uh, you didn't even deserve that. But uh, until next Tuesday, Sean, thank you for joining me. I appreciate you coming out. Football. Football. This week. This week, there is no Sunday from now until February that does not have football on it. We will be back next Tuesday night. Oh, boy. Right here on the one, the only, the New Bedford Guide. Thank you all for joining us. Give us a like over at Row 1 Seat 1 on our Facebook page. And uh, we'll be checking back with you again real soon. Peace. Adios.